With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Moralia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. All right, welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio, and tonight we are joined by Lucas Lee from Centralian Exotics. We're going to be talking about favorite things like bread lie, walmas, uh-huh. blackheads, uh-huh. carpets, uh-huh. Morelia. Okay. Um, all kind of cool stuff. I'm um, sold. I'll stay here. <laughs> I stumbled upon Lucas on YouTube, actually. Um, oh, nice. I'm glad to see that somebody's putting out some carpet content uh, out there on YouTube, and uh I'm always. Uh, we tried on YouTube, failed miserably. <laughs> no, we didn't even fail, man. It's just too much work. <laughs> Dude, we didn't even try. We just kind of. No, man. No, no, it's too much work, man. I can't. I can't juggle YouTube too. You know. I mean, I tried. I, I maybe at one point. I you know I was thinking about this yeah. as, as we were getting ready for the show. Um, I was thinking like. Man, you know, there really has to be more people doing Carpet Python content on YouTube, and I keep complaining about it. And the only people <laughs> I see are Lucas and Riley, and that's it. And like everybody else is, I don't know, is there other YouTube people out there? I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know me. Whenever, yeah. whenever, whenever I'm not doing this show, I just don't pay attention to serpents at all. <laughs> it know? seems like it seems like there's people that are doing YouTube that talk about carpets or focused on other stuff, and then carpets sort of get. I will notice that a lot of things on Instagram where it's like, went over to my buddy's place and checked out his animals, hashtag carpet pythons. It's like, there's no carpet pythons. It's like, are you just blanket like carpet bombing to get everybody to be like, interesting video on your retics? Like, I I understand what you're doing, but if you're going to hashtag it, I I expect to see a carpet. Yes. At least one. At least least one. one. This is true. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah. So we're going to get into that. And uh, yeah, should be, should be, uh, be a cool conversation um, for sure. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I guess, you know, the, I don't know about you, Owen, but I mm-hmm. feel like, like we're, we're now the old guys. <laughs> I have, you know I've been I mean? waiting for this day in my entire Herp career. We are I can now, now the yell at the younger people. generation. Yes. I, I can't wait. Um, so, you know, when Eddie Van Halen died, I was like, Oh <laughs> shit, man, I'm old. Like, <laughs> This is my hero of my whole life. Guitar playing music. It's like and a... now he's dead, and no. I'm so upset. But you know, it just goes to show you, like you know, I don't know, I don't know, man. So it's like so much to do, <laughs> so little time, and I'm glad to see someone like Lucas who seems to have that drive and and enthusiasm. He knows how to work the that... YouTube. Yeah. Well, not no. even that. Just no. like you know, just overall, just what I see from his good stuff. So yeah. Um, and he is first get. He's sort of. We'll get into this, but I mm. think he sort of has a podcast type of thing, sort of YouTube podcast type of thing. Anyway, I saw Nick Mutton that was on there, our good friend Nick, and uh, 
you know, always talking to Nick is or listening we, to Nick is always a good thing. You know? in, we haven't talked to Nick in a while. We talked once a year. You know, well, I wonder if we'll get. I would say, did we talk to him yet this season? Mm-hmm. We talked to him at the beginning of the year. It's been a weird year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Twenty twenty stuff. Twenty twenty just been a weird year. Yeah. No Australia. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen yeah, died. Yeah. Kurt died. Yeah. We went to Texas. People died. <laughs> we didn't find any gray bands. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. What are you do? Sports but, were canceled, came back. It's all jumbled mess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. But anyway, anyway. here we are. Um, and uh, yeah, um, I had a, I was telling you, I had yeah. a, I call it a box of coastals that showed up at my door. You did that to uh, entice me, and then you told me there was an IJ in it. It was an IJ. So you lied it. to me. I feel but cheated. I have, a, I have to give a shout out to Billy Hunt. Um, I'm glad you mentioned Billy. Billy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Billy, nothing but love here. Go ahead, Owen. No. <laughs> no, he knows what he did. Him and Wolf. <laughs> there was a uh, uh, Bill Wolf, I guess, went over and they tagged. Um, they took a picture of an olive python that I sent to Billy. They said, I think it's the olive python I sent to Billy. This is where my um, argument may fall apart and I may look like an idiot. Oh, but, you should have thought this out. No, shut up. It's too late now. No, it's podcast. too late now. We're going forward. <laughs> so <laughs> they posted the picture of the olive python. Didn't even tag me. I know both of you. What the hell? I. They tagged me. What? <laughs> no, a gravest of all insults. So now they're dead to us. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, um. I, I still love you, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> he had some. Um, so what's cool is, is that, yep. you know, is it, so again, this is what's, this is what I love about the carpet community um, is that, you know, when you're working with a project that's a s- specific line or something that's, you know, uh, rarer or whatever, sort of like what we did with the Russian Tigers, yeah. it's the same thing what he's doing with Peterson he line of Stripe Coastals, awesome. you know. So I guess I'm just the default space for uh, <laughs> danger, the endangered stripe lines <laughs> of all Morelia. <laughs> I'm the endangered carpet python guy, you know. <laughs> I mean, um, but yeah. Um, yeah, just getting ready for breeding season over here. Other than that, everything is uh, is pretty awesome. Honky dory. You? Um, getting ready for breeding season, trying to get rhinos to eat consistently of one food or another. How's but, that coming along? Uh, so far, I have the... I had the list here because I was talking with Rob about it. Ah. <laughs> I had the list. I was going to say, I hope you. I hope you. Oh, gave I consulted him Rob. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm Good like, job. help me, and he's like, do this. So I'm like, thank you. Right. Um, yeah. So two of them are eating pinkies straight up, no problem, no scenting. Four okay. of them are eating pinkies scented with fish. Okay. Four of them are eating fish, and three have chosen death. So <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> So here's the question. Now I'm trying to convince them not to die with fish. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) So there are several ways. My first way is I took like a fillet of fish and just kind of ground it up and then soaked, like thawed out the pinkies in the water. Okay. But I have been buying minnows for the for the rhinos that are eating fish. Minnows? Where the hell do you buy minnows? The pet store. Yeah. I don't know. You you, you literally go into PetSmart and be like, I would like red minnows. And they will give you many because that's what people feed to any freshwater fish. So um, the problem is that if you go to, like, PetSmart, they're they're huge. They're big. And you Mm -hmm. want them kind of small. And they won't. They won't pick through the school of minnows to get you just the tiny ones. So 
<clears throat> this is where I'm kind of happy that I got those two carpets eating fish because when I get the big minnow, I'm like, hey, go figure it out. But, uh-huh. you know, uh, you go home and you put the minnows in their water bowl. And then every once in a while, the fish has jumped out the water and died and the rhino didn't eat it or um, it dies in the water. But like I check the next day, so it, I pull it out. I just freeze it. So mm-hmm. when I'm thawing the pinkies for next week, mm-hmm. I thaw out the frozen minnows that I have with that chopped up fish and it seems to be doing well. Hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I'm trying to convince the three that wish to die not to die. So, mm. okay. Yeah. We'll see. <clears throat> I think, uh, so this, so you have two clutches of rhinos. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Oh boy. So I, you have a total of how many? 13. Okay. Working on it. Okay. All right. I like th- there was that one that like I showed it a pinky and it ate it. I'm like, you are my favorite. Everybody else can go to hell, but like you're you are, are the you best. All, are you holding any back? No, I have three. Like I have oh, okay. three adults that are fantastic. That um, I mean, clearly breed for me. If I'm not even, I I don't know what I'm doing, and I got two clutches. So clearly. <laughs> I'm all right, so I don't need any more. But and Rob I have smacking his head again. This is fine. No, right Rob, now. it's fine. It's fine. It's like he knows. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I just need to get them ready because I've had a ton of interest from people with these things, and it's just I I feel so bad because I'm like I'm they're not ready. Like they're not ready. I can't because yeah. I would send these things, and then I don't want anybody having a problem, and I don't want anybody. Um, I don't want the animals having an issue. I mean, I bet you there are people out there who have the skill to thaw fish with pinkies, but I, I want to try to get it at least on unscented pinkies before. So, so I, I've never asked Rob this question, but I'm curious, mm. like, where is the, when is it ready? How many meals? How many meals? I don't know. Do <laughs> <laughs> okay, he, hasn't, right, he hasn't told me. He says, wait till it's established. How will I know? You'll know. Well, I, <laughs> I guess they'll just eat without hesitation. I, 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 that's I. I, I so think the adults, they eat. Oh yeah, my my adults. Yeah. The problem is I have all the adults in the same tank, so I have to feed them all a mouse, and then I have to watch them because if oh, one eats God. quickly, they'll start darting around. I'm like, no, don't kill each other. So it. <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself. I can't just have like them separate. Owen, you idiot. So you know, we were saying about the you know before the show how mm-hmm. like you know breeding carpets you don't have to worry about none of this nonsense but you know I, I don't they either don't breed or they do <laughs> yes all your birds it's like well you're in here so I guess sometimes to the death each other. Like, yeah. it's like no <laughs> no sometimes I want you to breed kill each other. Yeah, it, yeah so I and I I was doing okay um, my Kribo were together for about a week and they've had no issues. Um, then I talked to Riley about what happened with his Kribo and stuff like that. Oh, man. And that, oh, and that was, that was gnarly. But then I went and I checked mine and I can see the male kind of has a few bites on him, which it's like Collier breeding a couple bites on each other. Isn't horrible. I mean, you should see the necks of my cow Kings when they're breeding. Cause the male will bite down to hold her in place. And I wonder why they do that. I don't know, but it's just I wonder like, why they've, they've, you know, um, I don't know. They've, they've. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my evolved. Because don't say the design. Yeah. We got in trouble for that once. <laughs> they've evolved to mm. uh, to to do that where pythons don't. Well, I mean, I guess python teeth would be. You know, python sinks his teeth in. It could actually kill the other well, the sure, female. Yeah. Look what happened to Riley's Kribo. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, all right. I so mean, with 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 colubrids, it's like 
biting and holding is fine, but then their teeth are like saw blades. So if they start working it uh, back and forth, it's just going to start cutting. So I got you. Okay. Yeah, no, no, that Kribo was attempting to murder. It wasn't hold yeah. you down from breeding. That was a kill. Like, I'm so, going to kill this. I didn't ask Riley this, but, like, mm-hmm. did they? does it kill to, to because it, it doesn't, they're not a good pair? Or do they, is it is it like, is it like poplin pythons where it's or like white ring pythons? Like that, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I think. Or is it just like it thought it was food by accident? I think more often. Carpets. I mean, I think more often than not, it's the that they weren't down cold enough. So they were still looking for food. And for all uh, they know, didn't see the female's food, but they were laying there and she darted it in the right direction. And he sprung and Kribo were those kind of weird colubrids where if they bite it, if it's in their mouth, they're going to try to eat it. Like they, they just start chewing and working it. So I've had that with, um, so exantic poplin carpets, <clears throat> for whatever reason, are the spawn of Satan. Mm. Um, Got it. They are Now just, we know. Man, they're feisty, man. I don't know. Like, I don't know. The one I sent to Riley's feisty. That whole clutch was feisty. My male is feisty. My female, oh, my God, she just wants to kill things. And um, it's probably the one carpet that, like, you know, will, that I have that's, like, you know, that people would say that carpets bite. Yeah, that, that, they mm-hmm. bite. So when I put them together... Man, mm. it was like she just thought she was eating, and she's just like, boom, you know, wrapped it. Oh, man, had to dunk it in the water it, it, and the whole, oh, yeah. the whole thing. But, so, and I mean, but these are all small python problems. Would you like to know what else happened this week? Oh, boy. All mm. right. Hold on. So you remember how uh, – okay. Do you remember how I told you the retic learned how to break the glass on his cage? Oh, God, yes. Do you remember how I told you I fixed it? You didn't fix it good enough? No, I fixed it, but I didn't replace the other glass panel that he didn't break. Guess what? He broke the other one. He blew it apart. Like he, <laughs> I'm upstairs talking to my brother on the phone and I hear this like explosion. I'm like, what the hell? I go downstairs and he's just crawling around in a bunch of busted glass. And I'm like, I hate you. So, <laughs> so is that going to Hamburg this week? <laughs> I, it might go in a dumpster. Yeah. Like it's God. That actually is going to Hamburg. So I figured I would go with him. Oh shit! What time? I'll be there. Um, I, we're, I guess we're going early. Yeah, good because I have to go because I got to meet meet up with Kohler to get okay. the yeah thing. Yeah, um, and then uh, uh, I was going to try to walk around see what trouble I could get into and then run screaming because God only knows what that place is going to be like with COVID yeah. and masks and I people know. and state troopers. Know. It's just I can't. <laughs> I can't fathom it going well. Like oh, boy. oh, boy. Yeah. I was like, Dad, are you sure you want to go to Hamburg? He's like, I need. So uh, right before we get Lucas yeah, on, yeah. I'll tell you the story. So I go over to his house. Dude, yeah. he's like a little kid. He's 65 years old. <clears throat> I'm like a little kid with these annuls. He's got annuls. And he's just like, oh, he's got like this natural setup that he made. I was like, I was pretty impressed. He doesn't know anything about bioactive or any of that shit. Like he has no clue, doesn't pay attention to anything or whatever. He does like Clint's reptiles. I don't, I don't know why he likes that guy. He's like, okay. I really like that guy. I'm like, whatever. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, not that, not that I don't like Clint's reptiles. I'm just saying that he does specifically. Anyway, um, with his happy little anoli lizards, like, all right, yeah. go ahead, yeah. So he, uh, so he goes and he says, uh, he's like, check them out, you know. I'm looking at them, and I'm like, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, like, 
man, when I was a kid, you mm. know, this would have been the coolest thing ever. But now, because I'm, you know, so broken you know, with all yeah. different species and, mm-hmm. you know, your perspective changes and everything, he kind of, so he's looking for something that he can put in with the anole that won't kill the anole or the anole kill it. And I'm like, Mm-hmm. Nothing. There is nothing. There's I mean, absolutely I nothing. There's there is nothing. Do. I said maybe even even different anole species. Like what is the, what does he have? Green anoles. Yeah. Yeah. Even like if he got a Cuban night anole, it would eat all everybody. Like no, it's like yeah. There's, I mean maybe yeah. like some dumpy frogs or I'm sorry, uh, the white's tree frogs. But even then, I bet you one of them if it could get a hold of them, promise that they move so slow. So I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I said, Dad, I can give you another 20-gallon aquarium. You yeah, just get another tank. <laughs> of course, yeah, that's how it starts. I'll just get you know, another tank. Cool. I'll just get another tank. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he's going to a reptile show, man. It's it's the beginning of the end. He's going to he's he's gonna have a crazy collection again, no doubt. Good. But he'll be venomous and, you know. Uh, but to say, you're like, this could have been the coolest thing when I was growing up. All I had were Western Diamondbacks. It's like, what? <laughs> like, it's like, wait. <laughs> Yeah, I graduated from a Knolls to Western Diamondbacks. <laughs> I don't understand Cobra how this did. Yeah. Cobras. Yeah. Man, you name yeah. It. That's yeah. Yeah. I wonder if your dad's going to be like we are, like when you go to the reptile show, had it, had it, don't want it, had it. Like, it's like you're just going to be yeah. walking through the venoms going, I don't know. Yeah. No. Eh. Mine was bigger. Yeah. It's like, okay. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, anyway. Uh, you ready? Let's yeah. See. You, what? Right. What? <laughs> um, what? Do what? Just do the damn show. Feisty. No, not, I'm not feisty. I'm just Jesus. <laughs> oh, somebody pissed in your Cheerios. <laughs> I think I think it was the retic that pissed. Yeah, in there's a lot of bad things yeah. happening here. What did you so. do to that animal? <laughs> no, it's just he's he's got this retic mentality of if I just force it. It'll break, and he's correct. So I don't know what to do. Yeah. Retick with the retick mentality, huh? I remember a certain Shut guy up. saying, "Shut up! What are you doing? Dude? Shut up!" All and right. That's what you told me that too. Listen, <laughs> how many times have I messed up, and you've told me I told you so, and vice versa? Many. All right. Yeah, many it's times. fine. Many, many times. I- I've done it as well. Anyway. Yeah. Lucas, welcome to Moreau Python Radio. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Lucas, where we kind of start every show off is um, just kind of how you got into reptiles. So, why don't you just give us the gist of how you got into it? Absolutely. Well, um, to be honest, it's been a bit of a long, winding path for me <laughs> to get where I am now. Uh, it, it definitely started out for me the way it does for most people, you know, hiking and creature hunting with my dad when I was little. Um, we always would would try to catch tadpoles and, and newts and salamanders. Uh, I grew up in the, in the Bay Area here, San Francisco Bay Area, a really biodiverse area for herps. Um, and, and we'd bring them home, you know, we'd raise them, keep them in a little five, 10 gallon, and then go back and let them go where we found them. Um, so that really got me into critters at a young age, uh, as well as just, um, you know, I, I, was a, I was a student of Steve Irwin on Animal Planet, and he was my idol, mm-hmm. I remember crying at the kitchen table when I saw the newspaper and <laughs> the day that we mm-hmm. lost him. Mm-hmm. Um, so absolutely, you know, that had a big hand in it for me, but you know, I got my first corn snake when I was really little, um, maybe five years old or so. My dad picked up a corn snake for my sister and I, 
and uh, it didn't go well. Uh, her and I staged a coup, and we went. We broke into the cage after everyone went to bed and released the pinky that it refused to eat. We felt so bad for the little mouse. Mm. So that that was <laughs> that was not a good sign. And and Dad got rid of the corn snake very quickly. Yeah, uh, man. <laughs> and after that, I I, uh, I tried another corn snake when I was like ten. Uh, but it it was vicious and it bit the crap out of me and. No 10-year-old likes to get bit by a snake, so I ended up giving that one back, too. <laughs> and, I, you know, at that point, I was thinking snakes probably aren't my jam. Uh, yeah. I had a leopard gecko. I had all sorts of amphibians and, and uh, even rats. You know, I, I used to always tell my friends I've had pretty much everything for a pet except a dog. My parents wouldn't let me get a dog. <laughs> but I had, you know, dwarf hamsters and leopard frogs. But anyway... So okay. most snakes for a while, leopard gecko. And then I, I, I got to college. So mm -hmm. big fast forward here. I, I went through all of childhood and then uh, got to college. Um, I went to UC Santa Cruz and, and studied environmental studies. Uh, and I just really wasn't feeling it. Uh, I was close enough to home where I just kept leaving. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, I don't like it here. I'm going home. So <laughs> eventually after my first year of doing that, you know, I started, I started to realize that wasn't good. So my, my strategy was I was going to get a low maintenance pet mm -hmm. to keep in Santa Cruz so that I had a reason to, to stay, you know, something that needed me to take care of it. Right. Um, that would keep me where I was at. So I found a pet shop in Santa Cruz called pet shop, Santa Cruz shout out to Aaron and Brandon who own that <laughs> shop. It's a really okay. great shop. Uh, and I got yet another corn snake. Okay. I, I guess I'm not very good at, at learning my lesson. Um, First one didn't like that it ate pinkies. Second one, spawn of Satan. Third one. Third all right. One. Third one. Beautiful adult Okie tea. Okay. Um, so I picked up the corn snake. I started, you know, setting her up in my, in my dorm room. And, you know, it was, it was kind of, again, I wasn't really into it. She also sucked. Uh, I just corn snakes aren't my thing. I, I apologize. She shit all over me. She must all over me. You know, it just, I was like, why do these animals hate me? Um, anyway, but it, it, it opened up the rabbit hole for me. That corn snake did. And I was in a different place where, you know, I was studying these things at school. I did an internship where I was, uh, looking for herps under cover boards on campus nice. and, so it really just got me going. That particular corn snake, I, I started doing a deep dive into reptiles after that one. And I kept going back to this pet shop and bugging this poor guy, Aaron, to let me see things. You know, what's that? What's that? What's that do? How do I do this? You know, like, is that something that I could take care of? And mm. over the course of the next four or five months after that, I, I feel like I went through that typical beginner reptile keeper evolution, but at an accelerated pace. I <laughs> adopted... Uh, my good friend's ball python that he didn't want anymore. Um, that seemed okay. like the next step, right? I was like, this corn snake's super fast and keeps pooping on me. I'll try this thing that everybody says will sit and watch Just TV with watch you. And yeah, I can yeah. poop its suit and it's cute. It can, it can wear a hat. Like, yeah, okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I will admit that I was victim to that mentality at first. Got it. Um, but, you know, that that evolved. And next was a rosy boa. Uh, nice. I got a Bay of L.A. rosy boa from from the East Bay Vivarium. And just behind the scenes, like I was spending all of my free time researching snakes and watching YouTube videos, just kind of reconnecting with that that love and passion that I felt as a kid 
watching people like Steve Irwin and Jeff Corwin on TV. Um, and I, I just tried to grow as much as I could as a keeper during that, that year, really. And uh, shortly after the Rosie Boa, I discovered Woma pythons. And I nice. said, this is the coolest snake I've ever seen. It's gorgeous. And I want one, right? Um, so I did my research, and it was interesting. It seemed like the community for Womas was pretty split. You had your people that said, oh, it's puppy dog tame. They're such docile snakes. And then you had the other half that said they will eat anything that moves. And I yeah. just pulled my, my snake hook out of its stomach. <laughs> yeah, flip a coin. That's where your Woma's going right. to end. Either so, psychotic or okay. There's no middle ground. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I went over to the vivarium, and they had maybe six of them at the time. And I said, uh, hey, can I, can I hold one of those? And the employee looked at me. And she, she had this smirk. She just kind of chuckled. She was like, yeah, you could. <laughs> I was like, all right. She hands me this thing. It's a beautiful adult Woma. And everybody's kind of watching me at this point. Everybody mm. on staff. Uh, Waiting for it I, to happen. I got a weird yep. feeling. <laughs> and, you know, it did the really cute thing where it, it nosed on my, on my arm, and, you know, just and, started nuzzling. And then. <laughs> goes, You're ready. Yeah. Chomp, you know, and. I'm just bleeding all over the floor. There's kids screaming and concerned mothers. Anyway, needless to say. You bought it immediately. Yeah. I wish I could say I did. Oh, I said, no. <laughs> I said, okay, this might be a sign that Wilma's aren't my, my next endeavor. Uh, but maybe two weeks later, I got my first carpet python at the okay. San Jose Reptile Show. Something um, less psychotic. Yeah, got it. Less psychotic. Uh, it was very much against... My parents' wishes, who already had three snakes in their home at that point. I was home for summer. <laughs> uh, she said, you can go to this reptile show, my mom. Uh, she said, if you bring anything back, I am not going to be pleased. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I tried to sneak in the, the deli yeah. cup and the paper bag. And, you know, this, this yeah. cage is for the one I already have, mom, I swear. I'm just putting it over here, yeah. Where did anyway, that one come from? It's been here for a while. You just didn't I, notice. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't right. know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same one. Yeah. But I, I got a granite jag, actually. Um, oh, okay. I was wondering how that came about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got a granite jag from a guy named uh, Manuel Morales. Um, he was at the Living Legless table with Travis, and I think Riley was there that year as well. Um, okay. We don't know him. So anyway, All right. Yeah, yeah, who's that guy? Yeah, we don't know that guy. That's how it got started. And with that first carpet python at home, I just really fell in love with that snake specifically. Um, And I started binging NPR. That that was really... That was a mistake, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I bought and read the complete carpet python cover to cover. That was a good move. All right. And uh, I continued watching lots of YouTube videos. You guys don't give yourselves enough credit, but you really really got me... (laughs) Got me going with this stuff and cool. Now we're here. Now we're here. So So wait, I have to ask, what go. was it? What made you get a carpet? It was just you saw it at the show and you're just like, oh man, that's a cool snake. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Yeah. After I got chewed on by the Walma, I forgot this part. After that employee laughed at me and, and said, you know, I told you so. Yeah. She was like, So do you want it? I was like, you know, <laughs> maybe not this time around. I'll keep thinking about it. Uh, uh-huh. And I was like, what else you got that, that might be a little a little more chill but still impressive? You know, Because I, I already knew that I wanted something that was a little bit more involved than a ball mm-hmm. python at that point. Um, okay. and, and she pulled out a big jungle. Uh, and she said, well, get a carpet python, dude. Like, you know, they're not all nasty. And uh, yeah. they come in a lot of, 
lot of really cool shapes and sizes and colors. So that got my gears turning. I didn't bring it home that day, but I started doing my research. So okay. despite oh. the, the bite, she also <laughs> did have a hand in doing steering that. it towards carpets. Yeah. Nice. Cool. I ended up working with her. I worked at the Vivarium a few years later, and, and she was a great coworker, but definitely likes watching people get chewed on. So there's that. Well, I mean, that's the what? correct answer. Will it bite? It might. <laughs> like, it may. It? Yeah. it might. Yeah. Can, can I hold it? You can. Like it's <laughs> never going to take it, you. What's it like questions. working at a place like that? It was, it was an experience. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what I expected, but... Y- Whatever I expected, I don't think you can you can know what the reality of a place like that is until you work there. And I loved my time there. I'm not saying that in a negative sense, but there right. was just so much going on every day, you know, from the retail side to uh, the breeding projects and, and the, the uh, boarding animals. You know, a big part mm. of the business is boarding customers' animals, um, some of which have medical needs. And, you know, there, it was it was controlled chaos. And. I loved uh, the opportunity to get hands-on with such a, a variety of, of exotics that I otherwise never would have. You know, we had a croc monitor that sent that same employee that I'm talking about to the, you know, to the emergency room at some point. And Jesus. So everything from croc monitors to, <clears throat> you know, uh, dart frogs, uh, every kind of snake, um, a lot of bearded dragons, frilled dragons, stuff like that. You know, it was, it was really cool. Um, and I, I feel like I got to learn a lot about what I like and what uh-huh. I don't like because it's kind of like, it's, it's like a, a career where I'm test driving, right? Like I'm taking care of all these animals, but they don't have to come home with me unless, unless I fall in love with them. You know what I mean? Mm. But it that's is also very dangerous that. because that's where <laughs> your paycheck goes. <laughs> yeah. That's what right. happens. Yeah, exactly. It's an alcoholic working as a bartender. Yeah, I still think you probably save more money in the long run than probably like me and Owen have over the years with buying species. I'm like, this one ain't going to work out. Yeah, you can at least (laughs) test drive it and be like, not for me. Glad I didn't spend that money. Like, yeah, it's no. If only I could have had that experience with corn snakes at a young age. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, you blew $40. Like, it's okay. So um, I got to backtrack for one second. Did you mean they board reptiles? Like they boarded reptiles? or they boarded just all kinds of pets yeah absolutely um we we took in uh bearded dragons and snakes and geckos when people went on vacation um (laughs) i I remember actually even taking care of a the fattest white's tree frog i've ever seen that was a fun border it was like ancient and it just sat there and looked like it wanted to die (laughs) so if i was going on vacation just back up a truck and be like these are my 200 carpet pythons please take care of them for me yeah probably fire up a rack for you but i think that the clientele for the boarding is more the uh the family pets right okay yeah and employees (laughs) and employees so that's a business idea eric we send you over to people's houses that have giant collections and you take care of them and when they come back it's funny though i I, my plan was because i I also play guitar like you eric and i was going to go on tour uh, and my plan was that i would board all my animals at work but my collection in those months just got to such a point that i was like this is going to cost me thousands of dollars. <laughs> so I trained some friends to do it instead. Yeah, that's, that's really what you got to do. It's just yeah. 
get that one friend that'll do it and pay him with a jag um from guitar player to guitar player i just can't let you just breeze by i almost went on tour i'm trying to but it's he won't let me so it's please give me more info (laughs) yeah yeah so i and then owen will take over i'm so sorry owen i'm so sorry just as a reminder you have great taste in bread light pictures before i do this right (laughs) but yeah i i've been playing guitar since i was in like the third grade and and uh these days i I play as the uh, touring guitarist for a band called uh finish ticket and before covid we were touring pretty regularly um okay i miss that a lot it's it's something that got taken out of our hands this year but yeah what kind of music is it uh, that that particular band is is kind of in the like indie alt rock sphere, but I'm okay. I'm trained in jazz and I'm down to play anything but bad country for the most part. <laughs> right on. His band okay. is electric polka music. It's very strange. Oh, and I'll do whatever you want, my friend. There you go. <laughs> Fire up them bagpipes. So all right. But yes, our, our I, felt, I felt that one earlier. Yeah, I know you're saying it as something that I wouldn't know since I'm 12 years old, but (laughs) (laughs) excellent. Um, Excellent. So why don't you give us kind of how's the collection looking right now? I mean, what uh, give us a quick, like brief overview of what you got. Okay. All right. Take your time. (laughs) I I actually wrote it all down because I knew this would come up. And I didn't want to get it wrong. I feel like it has changed quite regularly, uh, but only additions. <laughs> yeah, never subtraction. So, I just moved right. as well, and I, I got more space, which is so dangerous. And but... it's gone. Like, you got more space, and it's gone. You had it for soon, a split second. Yeah, soon to yep. be. But at the moment, I have 5.6 bread lie. Nice. Um, 2.1 Wolmas, a uh, pair of blackheads, um, one green tree python that's my 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 uh most recent edition i should say mm-hmm. um if i nice. could speak english and then i also have a deposit down on a pair of inlands but i don't have those in my possession yet from nick cool uh, so the bread lie yeah. is it i assume it's 5.6 all normals nothing special about any of them right you know, I, I have Come to be on. honest with you. I wish yeah. I had more normals in that count. Right. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. So I, I'm just going to throw them out there and I assume you just nod and tell me if they're there. Hypo, Stonewash, Afores. Uh, so have... the Afores is something I would love to add. I, Damn. I would love to keep, <laughs> I gonna get, uh, thought I was going to get all three. Some, so. some Afores, yeah. <laughs> but I've got, I've got a, a couple pairs of the Hypo Head Strike. Nice. Um, nice. I've got... And those those are from Nick. Um, mm-hmm. I've got two pair of the double het stonewash stripe. Mm. You know what? I shouldn't even I shouldn't even go there. They're all from Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I Just, think we have siblings. <laughs> yes, yes, they're all from Nick. And yeah. uh, I have one female that's just straight stonewashed. Um, nice. Yeah, that, that's everything, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, oh no no no! And then a pair of uh, full blood hypo headstone wash as well because okay. stripes are fifty percent hypo as they have to be um, to get the gene in, into the hypo. Right. Um, no. So, yeah. how old are they? Are you getting? Are you creeping up on a possible breeding season soon? Or are you kind yeah. of ways out? I I should backtrack just yeah. just quickly. Um, mm. The first bread lie I bought from Nick was the Stonewash Girl. Um, and that was, I want to say two years ago now, um, okay. she's about old, 
the pair of, of full blood hypo had stonewashed are from the same year. Okay. Um, and then somewhere along the line with, with talking to Nick and, and I, I also like you, Eric, uh, feel like he's really served as a mentor for me. And, and we talk quite a bit, um, uh, for long periods of time, as you guys know, those mm-hmm. are, those are not short <laughs> phone <No>. calls. <laughs> Which I love. I love that. But I'm like, I have to be very strategic when I dial him. I need to have a two hour cushion. Um, (laughs) One of our most recent calls, we talked about Star Wars for an hour straight. Just no snakes. Not a bad topic. All right. And somewhere (laughs) along the line, he said, you know, man, I have too many snakes and I don't have enough cages. And I said, what do you need? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't I know. Said, you know yeah. I, I can get some cages. I work at the vivarium. I, I you know, just, just let me know, man. And yeah. he ended up uh, being generous enough to send me uh, the pair of hypo head stripes nice. and uh, the double head stonewash stripes um, on kind of a, an indefinite breeding loan. Cool. If you will. Um, so those animals are uh, 2015 and 2014. Okay. Um, and two of them, two of the pairs are proven breeders. Uh, they are the, the snakes that produce the first, uh, hypo stripes. Um, so I'm, I'm super, super grateful to have those here and I can't wait to, uh, to give them a go. Yeah. Nice. So this will be your first season coming up. So I had one pair of double head mm-hmm. stonewash stripes last season Okay. and I, I tried, um, you know, I did the cool down, mm-hmm. uh, did everything Nick told me to do. Uh, mm-hmm. and I got really good courtship behavior from the male. He was, he was ready for business. Um, they were four years old, but the girl, uh, just wasn't quite up to size. She was still shy of 2000 yeah. grams and wasn't receptive. Okay. Um, so this season is the first year that I should have a chance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. But a good practice nonetheless, you know. No, everything is pra- everything is practice, and you learn from everything, you know. So yeah, that's yeah. totally cool. Yeah. I'm definitely at the beginning of this roller coaster, that's for sure. I remember the first season I uh, was trying breeding, and Owen was what? When did when was your first year? Uh, 2009, and, and then I well, I got all clutch in in 09, and then I got multiples in 2010. So I usually just call it 2010. So awesome. 2011 is when mm-hmm. I this is the first year I started and totally, totally, horribly, horrible. Oh, so bad. You know, I'm, like, I'm going oh, into what it. am I doing? <laughs> this is just bad. Yep. No. I'm definitely then, Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say, and then in 2012, you know, it came together. So yeah, everything comes together. I, yeah. I got faith in you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going into this season trying not to have high hopes. Um you know, these animals grew up at Nick's, lived their whole life at Nick's, and then got stuffed in pillowcases and thrown on an airplane <laughs> here. Yeah. and found themselves yeah. in Oakland. Um, so I'm I'm expecting that they're probably going to be a little uh, rattled. I got them, I, I believe, in March. So they've had some time, but, you know, it it is probably not going to go 100% the way I'd like it to. But I'm, I'm just trying to prepare for that, which is why... Yeah. Which is why I am going to try with all four pairs, you know, in all likelihood, I probably won't hit on all four under the circumstances. But if I do, I'm ready for it. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one, do you have an incubator? Yep. Plug it in. That's number two. Um. (laughs) Now I'm going to say something here and uh, feel free to virtually slap me across the face. Okay. Yes, I will have the incubator um, Mm -hmm. ready to go. 
But I'm going to be looking. If I get eggs on the ground from any of these pairs and any mm. of them appear to be good mothers. Oh, no. I'm going to let it happen. Oh, no. He's Just lost. let it happen, man. No. Yeah. End the show. No. So, <laughs> done. This is done. Pull that Band-Aid off. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Because of no. COVID and because I'm not traveling with the band and whatnot, I'm in a position mm. at the moment where I can watch every day True. and make mm. sure that that if I do let a mother hold on to it, she's doing her job. Um and that if she's not, I can get them into the incubator. Get them and take them. See, you have so, an incubator set up, so you're not just like the mom will do it. Right. Oh no, what now? Like, right. yeah. So, so I this you. is the year to do it. I feel. Right. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Pull that bandaid off, man. The first exactly. time you breed, just do maternal incubation. You'll never be afraid of it ever again. I love yeah. it in theory. Um, she might totally let me down, but you, you <laughs> got to try, too, man. Right? When she starts <laughs> laying them in the water bowl, you're like, no! <laughs> you must be prepared for the <laughs> negative that could come. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's well worth the positive if, you, uh, if, you, if you're willing to take yeah. the shot. I think it's That's Steve cool. Katz that's posted videos of, of his bread lie doing maternal, and it's mm-hmm. just yeah. such a cool thing to see, and I would love to see those babies emerge from the coils you know you guys have talked about it i know it's yeah. not so much owen's cup of tea but just to do it once you know owen, owen just usually gets the thing where he's like those are nice eggs give them to me now get, get away from them <laughs> and like, i understand that yeah. yeah yeah you definitely don't always want to to risk your fortunes <laughs> see the difference between like me and owen is like owen is like he's very like regimented like he wants to make a hundred percent success yeah. but, like you know what I mean? Like he, he's, he's, he's in the pocket. Mm-hmm. I'm like the out, I'm the outlier. Like I want to experiment. I want to see what happens. Yeah. Sometimes you fall on your face. Sometimes you don't. It's just like, you, that's the complete opposite of like, you have every breeding planned from now till 2050. And I'm like, I guess I could throw that animal yeah. in there. Like it's, <laughs> so it's the opposite. And but then I'm we kind of turn switch places. Yeah. yeah so. But I'm learning as the older I get, the more like I've moved away from those plans. So like, mm. I think when I was doing those plans, it was more based off of morph breeding rather right. than, than actual yeah. What you're doing to enjoy, yeah. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah. like, oh, well, uh, you know, how can I produce a, you know, I don't know, albino caramel granite jag zebra. <laughs> like, how can I make that? Well, you need to, you know. Have for hippopotamus. Yeah, right, exactly. exactly. First you have the cross and they draw the pentagram and the floor and then you have to kill a goat. <laughs> then eventually you'll get the zebra albino granite. Like, it, no. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious, what, what, what's what why did you go the direction of bread lie mm-hmm. and seems like you're getting inlands and womas and black you see, so you went yeah. bread lie which is like a big brick of a head and then you went woma that have tiny heads yeah. so i don't well, yeah. i'm curious as opposed to like the you know the jungle carpet or the coastal that, yeah carpet, usually everybody you know, jumps to the see the problem is is everybody's like i saw a jungle carpet once and then they pick their oh morelia God, it's yellow. and you saw a jungle carpet so i'm not <laughs> yeah. sure if you're necessarily yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but you didn't well, get one. You still fair, went to a different one. To be fair, I did start with the granite jag. So I did yes. go with, with pretty flashy first. You did. Okay. Um, but in a different way. And the reason I did was because when I was talking to that particular breeder at the show, mm-hmm. he had a lot of carpets on the table. Of course, so did Travis and, and Riley probably did too. It, it was a little while ago now. I don't quite remember, but at the time early on in, in this process for me, I was very much, uh, drawn to things that wouldn't bite me. 
That's okay. it's no longer the case. <laughs> so you got Wilma's. Like, yeah. right? I got and over that. I got and over blackheads. That. I mean that. Yeah. All right. But I got to be honest. <laughs> yeah. When I was just first getting my feet wet, and I think this is the case for a lot of people that that are just starting out uh, that aren't psychos. Um, you know, you you just don't necessarily want that first one to chew on you and no offense no. to people that like it i didn't mean to call you a psycho um, <laughs> i take no offense but continue yes yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so, likes to be chewed on with that being said that my question to that breeder was i'm really into carpets yeah. um i would love to get my feet wet which one on this table is it's cool chill yeah. and of yeah. course the one that has the granite gene and, <laughs> and whatnot was was pretty chill and that's a that's another conversation of course but luckily this this was a really chill carpet and in my research you know people people kept saying that the bread lie were were one of the more reliably docile mm -hmm. uh, members of, of morelia and that was appealing to me and i was willing to deal with the possibility of of more robust greater size um so that's why I contacted Nick for a bread lie next. And once I had them, uh, it was instantly clear to me that, that they were something I resonated with more and, and was just enamored with. And it, it ballooned from there. So <laughs> I think there's just something really alluring about bread lie specifically for me in that they come from such a brutal place, such, mm -hmm. such a harsh environment that, Pretty much anything that isn't there, if you put it there, it's going to drop dead within you know a certain period of time. <laughs> right. Uh, and the same goes for Wilma's. They're incredibly hardy animals. You know, obviously they're they're not doing so hot out there uh, for other reasons. But historically, you could find them in in some of the same places as the breadlie. Uh, I believe. Um, I believe they are out there in in Alice Springs um, to some degree. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. But yeah, yeah. So the breadlie. Obviously, the Aspidites captured me first, which is why I went and got chewed on, chewed on by a Wilma. Uh, right. but, but the bread lie really drew me in once I, once I had one in my hands. And, and just the beautiful pattern, the, the potential for oranges and reds, and, and the fact that they change colors. Like, that's so cool. <laughs> you know, like, mine do all the time. Some days yeah. they're dark as hell, and other days I'm like, who the hell put a hypo in this box, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, so it's really uh it's really weird and obvious on like yearlings where it's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't know, man, maybe this crop of babies this year doesn't look as holy crap. Like it's like, yeah, so right. it's definitely and it also very cool. to have an animal that you can't kill and that yeah. eats every time. <laughs> yeah. Like I, yeah. I I killed it. Did you drop a brick on it? Right. Like I don't yeah. understand. It's yeah. um but it, it it's definitely one of those species where if I think I could name all the animals that I've sold as pets, pets, right? Male bread lie are number one. Everybody just wants it as a cool, big, red, chill Morelia. Right. And then after that, I think I've sold more granites um, as pets as opposed to breeding projects. So interesting. And I yeah. love to see that. I mean, when people ask me now, um, present day, when I've, you know, on YouTube or, or, or whatnot, what I would mm -hmm. recommend for a first snake that's not something like a ball python or a corn snake or, or a boa. You know, I, I tell them straight up, a male bread lie is a fantastic choice. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to hear that because yeah. I think people yeah. will be very pleased with that decision. <laughs> yeah, you still get an impressive snake, you know, size-wise. It's not, you know, 
It's not a retick. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. It's not going to smash your glass and come find you at <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got to be a dick. You know, it's, it's not a scrub. It's not a Poplin Python. Right. It's, you know, right. I do any, love any, scrubs, though. Oh, man. I mean, who doesn't? But yeah. I like them from afar, preferably 40 feet afar. Yes. <laughs> but it's, ones yeah, any, anywhere close, it's death. But um, yeah. it, it's one of those things where you can have that experience of having that seven, eight foot snake right. that you know. Is nothing. I mean, I can handle this thing Absolutely. by myself. But everybody else who might not be totally plugged into snakes is like, that thing's huge. That thing's yeah. all. You can have that impressive animal. When and really, it just doesn't care. I'll like, tell you a, what. Like, when I have hmm. friends over, I don't really have reptile friends. I'm kind hmm. of the odd duck in my circles <laughs> with this. Like, um, when they come over, you know, for, for band practice or what have you, you know, just whenever people come over and they actually want to see what I have going on and I pull mm-hmm. out one of these six year old bread life females, this snake's like eight pounds, you know, this thing is, yeah. this thing is large, um, right. but I can hand it to them with confidence. You know, this animal is not going to hurt you. I, you yeah. know, <laughs> I'll give yeah. it to a, you know, to, to a friend without any concern. And that's, that's a nice thing to have, you know? Yeah. I think you'll find that inlands are even better yeah. in that role. Um, I don't know why. I don't Stop. know. I don't know why. <laughs> Stop, Stop it. Stop. Stop. It, could be, it could be sample size. It could be red. Red. You know what I mean? Like, I I mean, like yeah. a lot of, you know, uh, baby inlands. I mean, you want to talk about a hard snake to sell. <laughs> I swear it's going to be blue. It's going to be blue and gorgeous, I promise. Yeah, Man, I can't wait to get those here. Yeah, no, not the blue like a chondro. (sighs) Yeah, but they're hard to to capture. Um, Definitely, uh, I think you'll you'll like them a lot. I I can't wait. I've yet to see one in person, but I hear that a lot, that they they seem a lot bluer when you're you're actually in the room. Yeah. Um, So that'll be cool to see, yeah. And I noticed... At least for me, I only have a couple pairs, but uh, the mulg line seems to be yeah, more those are my favorite with yeah. the red than the uh, Schofield. Schofield, yeah, mm-hmm. Schofield absolutely seems to be more of that. Uh, I think what you would see in like a, maybe a wild inland, you know. So very cool. I don't know. Yeah. I think the future for them is, uh, is is very promising. I would like to see more projects where they're. You're it, it, it. You found something that your particular animal has, and now you're trying to enhance on that, right? You know, because yeah. we clearly what Tim Tyndall has shown us, it can be done. Yeah, freaking do it. Like, yeah. his so, animals are insane. I, yeah. I, when I learned that he was not in the country, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I shed a tear. I shed a tear. All the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's one of those things where it's not like, listen, if they're in Australia, kiss a goodbye. It was never going to happen. <laughs> but he's just close enough. <laughs> like he's, yeah. he's yeah. in the UK. Right. If I got enough money together, like, yeah, no. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, I remember he made those. Um, which one of them was in the calendar contest? But I There's don't know. Always one we, the didn't, we didn't pick that picture. No, um, yeah. But I don't know why. I think it just maybe the color. We got distracted by pretty flowers. There the were a lot of yeah. really awesome pictures that you guys didn't yeah. pick. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> but the, yeah, we um, kind of got dragged over the stones by a few people. Carlos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had saw his post. Oh. Can't win every year, Carlos. Yeah, I come on, pictures though. <laughs> Don't get mad at us. So yeah, but it no, it everybody's got good stuff, and yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. But anyway, 
Which is yeah, um, yeah, kind of to encapsulate that thought. I think that I'm drawn to snakes yeah. that are confident uh, and uh, and and pretty fearless. I mean, my blackheads yeah. and Wilmas, as well as the breadlight, they don't give a you know what about anything I do. Like they're so <laughs> confident, and they'll headbutt me out of the room sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, great, that's that's cool. great. Okay, <laughs> you know, it's it's personality that you're getting from a reptile, and I think that's that's really 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 cool. Um, obviously not anthropomorphizing them, but they're showing something <laughs> happening in their brains. Right. And I love that. <laughs> were, were you kind of nervous jumping into blackheads or, I mean, cause where did they kind of come into your project? Yeah, like, so with the blackheads, I have no idea how this was a thing, but there was, oh, no. A, <laughs> no, it's not bad. It's not bad. I there woke was, up and there were blackheads here. What yeah. happened? <laughs> like <it> was, <laughs> yeah, there was broken glass everywhere, blood yeah, on my hands. Glass, I don't know what happened. Yeah. I, I dissociated. Um, <laughs> no, uh, there was a, a beautiful male blackhead at the vivarium, an adult, uh, during my time there that had been there for almost a year and nobody Jeez. bought it. Really? Which absolutely uh, blows my mind. You yeah. know, like the fact that that snake was available available to me is just criminal. And with <laughs> you know, with the fact that it was there so long and my employee discount, I got it for a steal. And I, you know, it's it's uh, a Doug Price animal. Um, Ooh. Okay. Uh, it has the eastern look to it, but of course, with blackheads, depending on who you ask, it's it's controversial, but it's very hard to know for sure. Uh, right. And so right. I make no right. statements towards locality or origin with with blackheads. Um, I just think it's beautiful. You know, it, he he has a lot of color, and uh, he was a good size. I was worried about a pet store blackhead mm-hmm. being overweight, being overfed. Um, but they had done a pretty good job of feeding him mostly chicks, uh, and he was in in good shape in that regard. So I said, uh, I'll, I'll take him. You know, the what I what I was told is that he's a 2011. Um, so he's he's been around a little while, but yeah, I, I got that animal and just absolutely fell in love with him uh, at the shop. And then when I brought him home and got to give him a bigger cage and and you know see what he does at night and whatnot, it, it was amazing. You know and did a deep dive into that species, listened to every episode that you guys have ever done with blackhead people. And nice. <laughs> uh, pretty soon after, I, I picked up my uh, female, uh, who is uh, one or two years old. Uh, okay. not, not sure. Uh, produced by Scott, uh, Scott Allen Hitchcock, I believe, uh, in okay. Michi- Michigan. Yeah. Cool. Right. And uh, yeah, just another... Nice color. Yeah, that one. She has so much orange, and I, I don't expect all of it'll stick around into adulthood. But that's mm-hmm. what I was looking for because my my older male has so much of those colors still mm-hmm. in him. So with a potential a potential pairing down the road, I was looking for a high orange animal. Um, I like that. I like that. Like, um, was it Derek was showing us his yellow jackets? Yeah, he's got the yellow like, jackets okay, and the yeah. tangerines, right? Yeah. 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 Those are next level, but Derek. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous talk. Next level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dealing with blackhead animals over I loved here. Like, the <laughs> last time you guys had him on, there was video, so we so we could see what he was working with. That was cool. Yeah, that was our that was our foray into YouTube. That's where it stopped. Hey, so. I'll edit your YouTube videos for smart credit. Oh, <laughs> Eric, do, do the okay. thing. Yeah, <laughs> we may have to talk. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll we'll do that. I'll yeah, take that I mean, off your plate. That's good. Okay, we can do that. I have there's always room. Things there's credit. always room for expansion in the Morelia Python Radio Network. It's fine. Empire. Yeah. So far, I started with us two idiots. So <laughs> anyway, so, yes. Yeah, so, I would okay, love so, to get more blackheads going forward, but they're a little pricey. Do, 
Yeah. Orange, yeah. orange is the, 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 the look you're going for with the blackheads. What about yeah. the Womas? What are you going with that? Same same type of thing? High so, contrast? or With the Womas. With the Womas. Mm. Uh, my first female that I picked up um, with the Womas, I got her from... Actually, that that same mom and pop shop in Santa Cruz, Pet Shop Santa Cruz, they had a clutch <laughs> and they produced these Womas uh, in shop, which is great. Um, oh, nice. And nice. so he saved one for me while I was on tour because <laughs> we had <laughs> talked about Womas and he right. was kind enough to save one for me, which was awesome. So I got this female and, and she's very light. Um, she isn't the highest orange animal, uh, but she she just has a really light color to her. Um and so I thought what I was going to look for in a male was something light, right, um, to, to focus in on that. And I've seen a lot of adult Wilmas with even, like, reduced pattern that are gorgeous. And, mm-hmm. you know, that look can be really appealing. Um, but what mm-hmm. I ended up getting next was a male uh, that was from uh, somebody named Guy Clark's stock. And this Wilma was just really dark <laughs> and high contrast with right. the most orange head I've ever seen. I was like, Oh my God, that thing is gorgeous. So I picked it up and then I was like, Oh no, I've shot myself in the foot. My project <laughs> has no direction. <laughs> what, what have I done? So then shortly after I picked up uh, another male from Dan Vermilia, um, nice. which is probably my favorite animal in the room at the moment. Uh, it, it is the most orange Woma that I've ever seen. Also, also very light colored, um, but yeah, just vibrant orange. And the belly, the entire ventral side is like an actual navel orange. Like it's insane. It's it's vibrant. Um, so all that to say, and and sorry about my rambling here, guys. But with the Womas, I would like to pick up a female that's more in the dark uh, mm-hmm. arena to pair with the dark male I have. And then I'd love to pair my first female from from that pet shop Santa Cruz with my Dan Vermilia male and work on some really orange, lighter animals uh, and kind of split into the two uh, opposing directions, right. if you will. Um, so right. some dark stuff and some light orange stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, um, I don't know. There's, so, like, I think that people will go out and they think a Woma is a Woma. But, no. like... <laughs> no. No, there, no, there no. are there are so many flavors of that ice cream. Absolutely, I mean, oh my so god, so many directions you can go. Like, I, yeah, I and it's yeah. interesting too. That's and, not even morph stuff. Like, we haven't even right. gotten into that. There's potentially shit out there that right. And you know, I don't think I even really want to get into morphs with the Womas. I think obviously they they were the snake that got me into Australian pythons based on their natural phenotype. And I think they're one of the most naturally beautiful animals on the planet. So I really want to, I want to refine that, you know, I, I'm not poo-pooing morphs at all. Obviously all my bread lie work for the most part is, is in morphs at the moment. Um, right. but I would love to, to maintain a balance of working with the, the natural types and, and the morph stuff. And for, for Wilma's for me, I'd love to, uh, just selectively breed, the natural stuff. But to your point, I mean, there's so many flavors and such variability. Um, yeah. Dan Vermilia sent me pictures of the dam and sire to the male that I, that I just picked up that I was describing that really orange one. And mm-hmm. the, the sire looks absolutely nothing like this, this baby. I, it doesn't, it, it's banding is broken up completely. Like it doesn't have clean bands the way this, this yeah. baby does, you know, and all that to say, 
I, I expect if I'm fortunate enough to produce Wilma's at some point, um, that there will be a lot of variability in the clutches anyway. And that might even further dictate the direction I want to go. I might say that one's even pretty, worse. You know? <laughs> oh no, so. now I've not, now I've picked a Wilma that doesn't fit in either project. Yeah, so I guess I'll keep one. one. But yeah, <laughs> but, and that's the good thing. Cause I would prefer with certain animals, obviously you can't, have the variability and the problem is i right. think i'm spoiled with carpet pythons where egg hatches and i have a gambit of animals of you know tigers jags caramels super caramels this one that one males females this all looks like this and that like they all look different and then i hatch out a clutch of like olive pythons i'm like they all, they all look the same like it's like cool next cool next like it's, and it was like uh, to be honest selling the olive pythons has been the easiest what do you want you want a girl does it matter yeah. no, all right. <laughs> they all look yeah. the same thing so yeah. but i would almost prefer like with things like blackheads womas things like that people assume it's going to be carbon copies of the parents and that may be true right. with some pairings like uh I, I think people who breed western blackheads right where it's like the two westerns you get western babies but i think certain ones you can produce some some just a little bit off kilter from like the normal orange head bland, banded woma you can get right. that one that the bands are broken oh well that's interesting like yeah. you can kind of do that so i kind of like those projects so and yeah. I gotta tell you, I love this male from Dan Vermilia so much. Mm. Like it just is to me the perfect Woma. Like I will yeah, be I nice. calling him <laughs> at earliest time next year to try and get a girl from from the same pairing. Um you wouldn't be too upset if everything came out like the father. It would not be. No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that yeah. one is uh the orange on that one is just insane. I think too, like yeah. I'm looking at that picture um that I pulled from Fear facebook is um uh-huh. it's like the art that the, the head is so orange right and i think like because it has the you know the black on the eyes and the yeah. Yeah, really good black eye eyebrows okay. on that one not yeah. all of mine have those very distinct um not yeah that, the keeps faded with it, it's almost like i've seen brighter womas and the first thing to go is the dark right. on the eyes yeah right. which yeah. is fine i mean and i want to say that like woma projects and blackhead projects they're the kind of animal that, like, you can obviously go to the people who are the heavy hitters right. and have been doing it for years and get the really good-looking animals. But then every once in a while, somebody from pure obscurity <laughs> who just has a pair breeds, and you're like, dear God, what is that thing? <laughs> like, it's one of those – they're one of those animals that – Absolutely. They, somebody can come out of left field with a great-looking animal. With those. Well, would you know Keith as somebody that breeds walmas? No. Like, I mean, I know he does, but it's not like – But he's right? not – he's not yeah, like but, walma python people and said – Hey, do you know Keith McPeak? They'll be like, yeah, he's the short tail guy or the yeah. ball guy or whatever. Yeah. You know? But he's um, animals. Exactly. Hey, I even the saw tree boa guy. Uh, <laughs> Will Bird threw up a really pretty one on Morph Market recently. Yeah. And I don't think of Wilma's when I think of Will. Um, no. Yeah. So, to your point, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, it, the one he produced and he gave me, which I, I can't believe he gave me. I mean, you know, like, like, everybody shit. just likes sending you snakes, Eric. Know, yeah, it's a little, <laughs> it's a little <laughs> shitty for the other person who's involved in the podcast. I yeah. have an address to you, bastard. Well, listen, <laughs> I haven't sold a snake in a long time, sir. <laughs> That's right. I'm usually giving them away. All right, fine. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. 
I remember a certain person coming and taking a shopping cart of all from my house of snakes. And I got all the narrowed ones. I don't want to, I mean, like that was, <laughs> you chose them. I don't know. You wouldn't let me take the hypos. So yeah. like, I don't, who, yeah. Hypo. You can, you oh. can take what you can take what you want. I'll take these. No. Owen. No, yeah. yeah. No, no, not those. So, all right, let's, let's get back on track here yeah. for a sec. But um, as far as like, um, you know, just uh, I know I would probably ask, like, what's the species of at the end? But like, do you see yourself adding any other carpet project, <laughs> any other blackheads, womas? Yes. Other species, yes. rough scales, stuff like that. Yep. You guys know better than anyone. It, it never ends. Uh, oh. And everybody <laughs> has their list. Right. Yeah. Mine at the moment. uh I'm trying to keep my list realistic to the space I have. And at the moment, I definitely can add some things. It's more just financially dependent at the moment. But the things that I would love to, to add next, I would love a pair of diamonds. Um, mm. I love the, the Stardust oh, stuff, the okay. pattern stuff, but I, I, I'm looking just for some clean, normal nice diamonds. Um, yep, some, uh, white or yeah. yellow, or does it not matter? You know, it doesn't really matter to me. They both, yeah. <laughs> they both tickle the right itch. Uh, oh, gotcha. So, so I, I kind of noticed a lot of things with your Morelia. You like the ones that have to go through cold. the harsh, harsh cold creation. <laughs> I do. Have you, have you learned what, like, have we been screaming enough that somebody's finally like, screw it, I'm just going to do all the cold ones? Like, <laughs> Honestly, I guess my room is, is turning into most people's spring breeder cold room, and yeah, I'm okay with that, you know, and... But maybe the rest of my list is going to screw that. I also really want dry Marcon <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and false water cobras. Oh my god! Uh, All right, now, 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 now Eric can go over there. It's you and me. Uh, uh, yeah, so now the big boys are as talking. As well as more Wilmas. Uh, I'm look. I would love two more females with the Wilmas. I'd love one more male blackhead eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I can confirm the sex of my Aru. Uh, green tree mm. which i know can be a bit of a challenge i would love to have a pair in that regard as well but that's that's the bottom of the list that's that's how, a how old the green tree is it still young the green tree is uh allegedly about four years old okay i, I did not have the animal as a hatchling is why i say allegedly Got it. <laughs> i trust the, the person yeah. that told it to me but you never know you never do yeah. so um why false water cobra and dimercon man why not one of them Cobra with no fangs, with a lot of personality and, and intelligence. I think that mm-hmm. Riley's uh, footage of them on YouTube really got me intrigued. Not not yeah. the recent stuff. Not the That's recent not one. good. No, no, not that. That's bad. Yeah. No, I'm glad everything's okay, Riley. Uh, yeah. But uh, the other stuff when he was like yeah. hiding food around the enclosure and yeah. watching them. Watching them look almost it. look like they're thinking, which my blackhead doesn't do. I'll hide a quail in the back of the cage, and he'll strike it like the ceramic emitter, you know? And I'm like, great, you see heat, but that's not Good it, champ. Like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> keep trying. But, uh, yeah, they, they're just gorgeous. They're gorgeous. I would love blacktail Kribo. Um, indigos mm-hmm. are really cool. I love the ones that have the red. I know that they're messy, messy creatures, but that's okay. Um we can deal with that. Uh, just just <laughs> clean it, and it's gone. Yeah. Like with, it's, <laughs> with the falsies, you know, I don't really have much of a desire in terms of venomous stuff. That that's not really my thing. I know they're obviously only rear fanged. Um, mm-hmm. They are a rear fang that their venom can 
maybe do a little bit more, uh, little bit more to certain good. people yeah. than like a hog nose. Um, mm -hmm. I know one of the uh, one of my bosses at the Vivarium. We had a, a lot of false waters there. Uh, he got tagged by one before I worked there, and um, the story that I was told is that it it ended up causing vomiting and a whole bunch of problems. So you just never yeah. know, you know. But no. but with and that in mind. <laughs> That's the correct response is that rear fang venomous means nothing new. No, it, no. It's rear fang. It's like, to jack you up if your blood doesn't it, like it. Exactly. And we so got to know that. Yeah. Treat all yeah. of it. I don't care if it's wearing a top hat, a monocle, and a mustache. <laughs> you need to understand that it could be dangerous. If you boop that snoot, it Dude, can boop you be back. back. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and I, I did like to tell people that at, at the vivarium. Uh, right. But yeah, with the false waters, they're another one that just. People that, that work with them seem to notice a, a heightened level of intelligence. Uh, obviously, it's anecdotal. Um, right. I know da uh, Dr. Zachary Lofman at West Liberty University does a lot of research with them um, and has, has really sold me on them with <laughs> his appearances on, on the From the Ground Up podcast, uh, as well as working with them at the Vivarium. I never got hands-on with them, but there was a clutch during my time there, and I got to see, see the hatchlings put up and be vicious. And I was like, I want you, you know, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> you're, you're evil. I not love a it. lot of culprits <laughs> do that for me, to be honest. Um, you know, I mm. don't have anything against them, but maybe my, my youth experiences with corn snakes ruined them for me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the falsies, the falsies I would love to work with. And uh, yeah, it, they're really it pretty. Was, <laughs> it was definitely one of those things where I kind of, I had the colubrids, I had the corn snakes, the king snakes, milk snakes, and all stuff, and they were cool. They're whatever, and it almost took me up until a couple of years ago drifting into the large colubrids sure. to really kind of connect with the. These things are badass, and they're vicious. Like they're yeah. they're evil, <laughs> and I love it. Like and the threat displays yeah. and everything else that kind of goes with that. And then, like you said, with the Dimercon of. Just the straight up, like, this thing is thinking as yeah. it's watching you walk around the room. And I love that. And you know so. what's funny? I talk about kind of the the path mm. that beginners take in the hobby. Uh, obviously, everybody's path is different, but I think there's a common thread. Um, for me, I have a lot of things that I can reliably hold that will never take a shot at me that I can say is, quote, puppy dog tame, if you will. Right. I want something with fire now. I've scratched that itch. You know, if I want to pick up a snake <laughs> and put it over my shoulders and and go watch TV, like I can do that. But if yeah. I want to see a wild animal in a box that has some fire to it, you yeah. know, it's, that's cool too. <laughs> it, it's one of those like I'll I'll go through my room and I'm like changing waters and stuff like that, and you're just kind of doing it in your own little like world and you're listening to your music or your podcast and your robot and then you open the timor python cage and she <laughs> flies at you and you're like oh like she doesn't strike at you but she moves quickly and it's like okay right there's a different hey, kind attention. of attraction to the yes. things that keep you honest yes yeah. the one the, the things that bring me back to reality is what right. i really love in my room where it's the it's not just a mindless going through the motions it's the oh yeah. that's right Pay attention. You know this what is, scared yeah. the absolute shit out of me at the vivarium, which is so silly. The scariest yeah. thing. Like, it wasn't the croc monitor. It wasn't the Argus. The it wasn't, crap, wasn't it? It was freaking vine snakes, man. <laughs> I hate them. I hate them so much. 
<laughs> they right. move Why so fast. Because right, they're just swift and right on every you. Every time I, because we we misted them, uh, you know, and every time I would crack open the door to try and get the spray bottle in there, three yeah. of them would be from the other side of the enclosure, halfway out <laughs> on my arm, and it's, it's just there's no. There's no working yeah. with them. And my boss is yelling at me. He's like, I dare you to get envenomated. Like, stop being lame. Like, <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, they're just, they're too fast. <laughs> the misting has become you're spraying them like a riot hose. Get back, you. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. exactly. People uh, would, would just I, make me do it, too. They knew. They knew I had a thing for vine snakes. <laughs> so for things like that, like. They're 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 the vine snakes, and you know what it's like to keep them, and you would never want to even step into that. No, <laughs> there had to have been people that came to the vivarium who were like, oh, "I really want a vine snake," and you're like, <laughs> "What?" And, you're like, what? <laughs> and then they're mm. like, "Oh, my experience, I've had like a ball python or a gecko for two seconds." You're like, right. "Are you sure you want to do this?" Like, it's funny. I'm sure that those people came when right. I wasn't around. I never ran into that particular one. If I okay. did, I'd probably say, "Are you sure?" Uh, and then go show them the vine snakes. <laughs> <laughs> Let it all happen. And then be like, <laughs> what I ended up having to talk people out of, and, and I, I don't say, you know, I don't want to say it that way. What, what I needed to be a reality check for people right. okay. uh, like more that. often than not, because mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm, who am I to talk anybody out of anything? Anybody can keep anything they want to, if they're willing to do the work and they do it the right way. Um, right. but I think one thing that everybody had the, not everybody, a lot of people, had the uh, idea that they could keep no problem, uh, you know, is chameleons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, panther chameleons, veiled chameleons, Jacksons, they're absolutely beautiful, but they mm-hmm. are not hardy and they are not easy to take care of. And so yeah. a lot of, you know, five-year-old kids and their, and their moms coming in looking for a Christmas, you know, or a birthday present, I should say, you know, I want a chameleon. It's like, well, let's talk about chameleons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's but, educate you a little bit more before you make that decision. So yeah. and, and if, if after that, track. you know, if after we go through all the requirements and the things that, 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 that kid is going to need to do. Yeah. yeah. If they say, sounds great. You know, I, I love this thing. I want to do it. Then you're who I want to have a chameleon, you know? Or, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, fine snakes. Fine <laughs> snakes. Wow. Who now I'm going to be searching fauna for vine snakes. After I know, that. dude. I don't want. I'm not. <laughs> like, hmm. I've sparked an interest. I'm slowing in down, dude. I can't get anything that's going to move faster than me. Come on. Well, if the vine snakes were six or seven feet, they'd probably be your your favorite thing. That's my <laughs> now, now we're talking. If it's six feet and angry, now you're in my wheelhouse. Yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I never understood the angry thing. Like, what I, is it? I, we just said, I want something that will remind me that I'm taking care of animals and not just replacing water in a bin for, I don't know. And something. it's nice when they're the kind that are really angry when they're in their enclosure. But then you can work with them yeah. when, you're, when they're out. You know, you're not worrying about, am I getting stitches today? But right. yeah. they're the rules of like, I don't go in their cage. Like if, if it's food time, I don't make sure I make sure my hand is nowhere near them. Right. Like We and had also, a really big uh, adult uh, white lip, uh, at the vivarium as well. Yeah, it's not for sale. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's one of the ones that had been around a while. She's, she's beautiful. Um, at, uh, blackface. Um, oh. I believe <laughs> now, you're, now you're talking. Oh, it's like, even better. <laughs> but she'd mess you up. You know, she, she definitely, oh, yeah. uh, she grabbed one of my coworkers 
again, before I started, but you know, it's just, it's one of those things. She's chill if you get her out, but right. you got to respect know, the animal. You do. And like, listen, I, I got tuned up by my female bread light because I was yeah. dumb. I got lax and I was feeding the babies. Then I went to change her water. And she reminded me that she I, is a predator and was watching yeah. like, that's fine. I, I got totally my first red light bite recently too. I said, "Oh, you are still a snake." That, oh, that, that's delicious. So it's it's just one of those things where I would prefer a snake, and you know, I have my calm ones, I have my nice ones that totally do whatever. But right. most of my guys are talk a big game, but there's hook training, there's yes. spin. Yes. So yeah, they're I'm all, all angry the hook training for everything. But I win because I have thumbs and hooks. So yeah, it's absolutely. And one of yeah. the things that I'm actually thinking about adopting, I have the opportunity to do this because all my Womas are small at the moment, mm-hmm. you know, and I would love to try the target training that Lori Torini talks about a lot uh, right. because Womas obviously strongest feeding response out there. You know, they, they want to eat. Um, so yeah. Like, I wonder when I when I think about that, if I train them with a target and a hook training, you know, if I double mm-hmm. up on the hook training and offer that target training, if that can help curb mistake feeding bites. Maybe it won't, but we never know if I don't try, you know? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's – Wilma's are probably the only ones where I don't know when I'm safe. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, totally. I, had my, I had my one – bite me on the hip when I'm like, really? Like through my jeans. And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, there was no, <laughs> like, how did you do the, why? So it's, they're, they're See, the only ones I think that would never, like it never turns off. Like yeah. team teamers come out when they realize I'm not feeding them, they back up, they relax. I'm able to pull them out with the hook, even able to free handle them. But yeah, same thing with Roy Lips. I think that Boma, it is on regardless of the what's happening. <laughs> I don't care what's going on. You can touch me with whatever hook. It's on. It's so, so funny yeah. because all three of mine thus far are completely chill. None of them have given it a, a shot. But I know that that will change. My girl is the insane one. But then my two males, I can just pick up with my hands and they don't care. Right. So it is a flip of a coin for each individual animal. Exactly. And one of yeah. them is so chilled out that dark one that I was telling you guys yeah. about. I literally was holding him the other day. I was putting him back in his, his enclosure. Uh, and before I could get him onto the ground, his head went over to the water bowl. He's still in my hand. He starts drinking while I'm holding him. Just, Just wait. <laughs> it was one of the coolest things this happened to me. I was like, wow, you really don't care. That's great. I don't think this animal's stressed, <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> well, I found that, you know, like uh, similar, I, like my Wilmans are somewhat pretty chill. Um, I don't hold them all that often. Right. So it's probably not fair to say that they wouldn't get me. But my spotted pythons, <laughs> holy shit. It's like a little <laughs> chihuahua. Oh, they are just, they'll, <laughs> like, you just, uh, so I have, uh, you know, I'll open a tub with a hook. And they're sort of, you know, they're still in tubs because they're small. And, and I'm like, I pull, I pull it out. And then I'll go to scoop the snake up with the hook, and it just tries to eat the hook. It's not. <laughs> yeah, we Dude. had some anchovies. Yeah, the vivarium as well. One. But they're like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Children's python was mean. See, again, it's like you have all these experiences to the vivarium, and you're like, children's <laughs> python suck. Not doing those. Yeah. Like, and of course, I don't want to make blanket statements. It's all about the individual, right? I but will. That one so, sure did. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's so awesome. let's talk a little bit about, like, uh, your approach to keeping. Okay. So I would imagine that you – so 
let me ask this before we get it. How do you get your temperature so low that you can, that you're sure. dealing with these cold species being there in the, uh, right. The Bay area. On the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. So last year was no issue. Uh, we definitely had a cool enough winter where I was able to take the pair, um, next to a, an open window and reliably get ah. them into the fifties, uh, gotcha. at night. You okay. know, I, I did it gradually, of course. Um, I got them down into the seventies in their enclosures, uh, as okay. it, as it was just over the course of time. And then once I got them, them to that point, uh, I started removing them at night, uh, in plastic tubs and taking them to the locations in the house I was at, uh, at the time where I knew it would get that cold. You know, it took a few 3am alarms to go see, you know, <laughs> what was going on, but I had a right. few spots that would reliably get me into the low fifties, uh, which obviously it doesn't need to get that low. Uh, you can do it in, in the low 60s, um, but I certainly wasn't uh, gun shy about doing that. You know, I've every, we've all heard the stories of people getting clutches and having healthy right. animals in the 40s even. So they can right. take it, and I wanted to, to not have any doubts that I got them cold enough. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, um, <clears throat> you know, with, with I wonder, like, because you hear a lot of people that, you know, I think of like uh, Austin Warwick, Casey Cannon, yeah. you know, these guys that do similar to where they're living in, in areas where it may not get as cold. Like, you know, I mean, me and Owen have right. no problem getting into the 50s without we any should work have at all. That's what I was going to say. That's why Everyone, I said you know, last year we were okay. That. But yeah. I, I, yeah. I've had more heat waves here in the Bay Area this year than, than I can I, remember. Uh I wonder yeah. what's your guys' thoughts on like, you know, when you're moving that snake from one tub from a cage to a mm. tub or whatever it is, cage to another cage, what it right. But like to get that cold overnight, like, do you think is it stimulating them because it's the temperature or is it stimulating them because of the environment? I often wonder that. Like Yeah, that that's a great question. And I bet it's one of those things where if you have your animals for a longer period of time and you do that every year right. and they're expecting it, it becomes part of their routine. You know, maybe right. that ends up being part of their cycle. Right. You know, perhaps yeah. they, I've heard you guys talk about the animals adjusting to you. Um, yes. You know, perhaps right. in addition to being colder, the act of moving them in a bin yeah. can act as another cue after repeated years doing it. You know, I'm, that's just, just spitballing, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you do it too, right? Don't you move your bread lie into a different I, room? Thing, I used to move them into a, the colubrid rack, but then I got too many colubrids. So, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm a bitch. Like, but you still oh. produced them without moving them, right? Well, no, I, I, no, oh, I you, moved them. So oh, I, I them. built okay. the big cages out in like out in that other area, which used to be the bar area. Now it's a tortoise habitat. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> anyway, um, so, <laughs> moving um, along be moving quickly um so i but the problem is is that out there are the white lips the team wars the olives so i pair them up so i have a bunch of open cages so i moved the bread lie into one of those big six foot cages okay and i bred them out there and to be honest it worked out really well i had 
Uh, remember that one year when we had like Christmas and it was like 72 degrees and it <laughs> everything up. That sounds like the Bay Area. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, I got a year of breeding in the East yeah, Coast. I got right. one clutch of bread lye, which was the Het Stonewash. Uh-huh. And then the other clutch just slugged. Hmm. So this past year, I got um, that female that slugged out to breed. And it's the first time I've ever gotten her to breed because the first year I tried her, she did nothing. Second year, she slugged. Third year now, she's bred. And she was just out in a cage, which is run just like her cage. It's got a heat panel. It's got a hide. It's got a water. So they just kind of thermoregulate. Just now they have a shit ton more space to do it. So it wasn't like there was any kind of disconnect where now it's tub heat or anything like that. So I've done it kind of that way where I put them in tubs. But then I've also done it where I moved them into a completely different cage because the first time I bred the bread lie, uh, I had paired up my white lips and I had an open cage and I moved them there. Mm, so right. I did that too. So, I wonder if yeah. the the scent of the other animal that was in the cage prior, if that affects it as well. Well, I you know me as like I'm you know this that might have affected it but i made sure that that male that was in there like i put the stonewash males shed like over the female like i just laid it on top of her <laughs> so it would there yeah. was no doubt he's like the hell is going on like yeah that's that right. I, I yeah no yeah and just yeah, to just, clarify too I, I was taking them out into the tubs to get cold at night and i was returning them to their enclosure yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I put them in forty-one quarts and left them there. Gotcha. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is good to clarify that only because a lot of times I right. think like newer people that are in they 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 have this idea. No more they, heat. I had this yeah. idea when when <laughs> when. Yeah. It's probably why I failed so miserably the first couple of times. But like this idea that like you drop down the temperatures and then you you bring up the temperatures, right? But like you're doing that every day. Exactly. You know? yes. yes. You can shorten your photo period, but you still want them to get that 85 for at least a little while. Yeah. 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 To be honest, I think having windows um, oh, in, the, in the olives cage, that helped a ton because those olives will move to where the sun's coming yes. in. Just to soak it up, and Dude, I said it on our breeding episode. Yeah, right. lighting I, is is I'm like open, one of the old get, school things that are yeah. overlooked. You I am know? so I mean, excited like, in my new place. I have a big west facing window that yeah. I didn't have in, in in my place before this. And the blackhead at four p.m. every day when the the sun is on that rock hide, he's on top, and it's awesome. You know, that's badass. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I am. Uh, I'm hoping to get both female olives this year, just because of getting it regulated and dialed in and then I have a male that's actually doing his job. So yeah. So, uh, two clutches of olives. Damn right. Oh, I man. am. Here okay. we go. Two clutches of olives, a clutch of team wars and some roughies. Rogue everything, olives. Everything else is butter. Yeah. Olives and butter. Got a whole snack. Butter, everything. Yeah. I don't know what's happening yeah. anymore. <laughs> Candy cool. corns. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'll get my rough scales and you guys can maybe see pictures. Ooh. Maybe pictures. Yeah, they are. Rough so. scales are tough this year. I've been trying to get some, and it just seems like wherever I go, I'm striking out. Damn, if you, if you can't get any, it's a good thing I haven't tried. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It's, it's like yeah, one of those years. What's that? What's up with that? There also doesn't really seem to be a lot. And this might, I, I should preface with, I'm new to this area of the hobby so i might just be looking in completely the wrong places but there doesn't appear to be that many uh green trees produced this year either that that is a weird thing because it's like you kind of expect there to be 
because green trees kind of don't ever have a set season. So there's always like right. a couple clutches kind of going, but it almost seems like that right now there's not a lot of yeah. babies out there and it's not like there isn't cooking eggs or there won't right. be right. in two months. We're not going to be like, where are all these damn green trees come from? But totally. right now, right as we're coming down towards the end of summer, heading into the normal Python breeding season, it doesn't seem to be a lot of green trees kicking around. Yeah. So just something I noticed. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It, this is cool stuff yeah. to notice because it's like when we went to Tinley Park the one year, Eric and I, and we're like, so the only green trees are on that guy's table, and that's it out of the whole show. So <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I don't know if it's just a matter of they don't give them up. Like yeah. they're just holding them back. Or yeah. yeah. Ever yeah. I, I think that like, you know, when it comes to green trees, the thing that I don't you know, well, maybe they're just more difficult to produce, you know, right. I mean, maybe consistently they're, they're a lot tougher than people have thought. And like a lot of the older school guys that maybe me and Owen are used to are either not around anymore or maybe not breeding them anymore. Right. You know, right. I think of guys like Rico, then the, um, what's his name from the farm is not there anymore. So you're yeah. not seeing an influx of plus COVID I'm sure yeah. affected it as well. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the secret. So like a lot of those were getting imported. The only person I really see with green trees with any type of consistency is, is Dan from DM Exotics. Mm. That's, Dan, that's um, Ian's usually good for a few so, clutches yeah. a year. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I, I, I can't get into it. You know, I, I haven't seen a lot of Owen Pelly Python, so I think somebody needs to get me some of that. Where are you looking? I got six. No, <laughs> I got them the other day in the mail. Those oh, are that, no. that's that, that Python morph, right? God damn it. That, that, oh, God. <laughs> you want to see an hour of me getting on the show to be like, listen up, everybody. It's I when I find out that there's a new... Pelly ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> When they start it's a when they, Owen Pelly. Exactly. Oh, a no. new yeah. ball python morph called the Owen Pelly. It's just going to be Head me for raging. No tail. <laughs> yep. Screaming for an hour. Yeah. Anyway, I've gotten us completely off track. I'm oh, sorry. Great. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no, like I said, Where we should be. So keeping, like, what's your approach yes. to keeping? Yes. Talk to us about, like, how you have setups and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, well, let's start with bread lie. Uh, so, with the bread lie, all my uh, big females are in. The bigger cages, and at the mm -hmm. moment, my raise-ups and my smaller males are in uh, the uh, CB70 size rack. Um, okay. Okay. Going forward, I would. My plan is to get six-foot cages for all the big girls. Um, I, I believe what I have them in now is is like four and a half. They're kind of kind of wacky cages that are not. They're wood. So anyway, I, whatever. I won't get into it, but. <laughs> I want to get I some six foot cages from the big <laughs> Yeah, no, I, they're great. They're just not normal sizes. Um, oh, I got you. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, so with, with the adults, um, I don't have UV on them at the moment. Uh, it's something that I'm looking to incorporate. I wasn't really a, one of those people until recently. Um, I kind of mm -hmm. was in the camp of, eh, whatever, you know. But I think that there's there's good evidence and research now to suggest that it's certainly not going to be harmful. It might even be helpful. And, mm -hmm. uh, that, that, uh, professor I mentioned earlier, uh, Dr. Lauman, Lothman, uh, he, I'm actually applying to, to his graduate program at the moment, uh, for masters in zoo science. 
Um, nice. But when I talked cool. to him, he mentioned, because we were talking Brettles Pythons, uh, and they have a group on campus that he keeps in a large zoo-style enclosure. Um, and he mentioned that UV on those snakes, he's been able to observe a change in pigmentation for sure um, under that light. So it's something I want to huh. explore. Um, but again, don't have it at the moment. Uh, I like radiant heat panels uh, for the bread lie. Um, pretty much for everything arboreal, uh, the radiant heat panels are my go-to. Uh, I love that I don't have to cage them and that nobody's going to wrap their tail around a bull. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's my go-to there. Um, I like to keep the bread lie and everything in general a little bit cooler than maybe your average keeper would. Um, because I listen to you people and I agree with you. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, so 85 or so on the hotspot um, for them. And I let the rest of the cage fall as it may, you know, with bread lie, I'm not worried about it. If, if the cold side is, is cool, as long as uh, they have access to that warm side at some point. Uh, gotcha. Like I said, got this big window. Now I'm really excited about that natural photo period. I think that that's going to be, a great uh, new factor in my keeping. Um, yeah. Let's see, what else, what else? I like to keep uh, on uh, wood chips, you know, the uh, the sandy chips type stuff. Um, okay. For bread lye, because obviously humidity is not, not an issue, and it's pretty dust-free, really easy to spot clean. Um, mm -hmm. do, do, do. I do try to provide perching uh, when possible. Um, I have a really big log in one of my uh, adult female cages. And, you know, this is a eight pound large animal. And people right. ask, you know, are Brettles pythons still arboreal when they're big? They sure are if you, if you let them. Um, you know, she, she loves being up there. And, you know, in, in the complete par uh, carpet python, uh, Nick cites that Bedford study where free ranging wild bread lie were found in trees something like 88% of the time. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> clearly if you'll let them, they they'll do, they'll it. do yeah. it. And for me as a keeper, anything that I can do to encourage a natural behavior that's different yeah. from sitting on the floor of the cage <laughs> waiting for, for something right. to happen is great. Right. You know, that's that's better for everybody. I have something sure. cool to look at and the snake is clearly doing something that it instinctually desires. Um, right. I'm not going to say happy. I'm not going to say, you know, <laughs> anything like that, but right. it's doing something that it is choosing to do. And, and so I'm all for, uh, allowing them or giving them the opportunity to do those sorts of things. So, uh, perching again, sure. when I get those six foot cages in here, I really want to, to go all out hog wild on perching. Yeah. Uh, and for the, for the smaller ones that I have in the racks, I do provide as much stuff as I can to enrich that environment. I am a believer in reptile enrichment. Uh, obviously, it's hard to get a perch in there. But, you know, mm -hmm. even if I just right. have a, a, a half log hide or something of that sort, you know, they'll sit on top of it. And if they're off the ground, that's better than nothing. So right. Right. I'm, I'm doing yeah doing the best I can given the circumstances in that regard. But eventually I'd love everybody in cages with, with good perching. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. Uh, cool. did I leave anything out there in terms yeah. of keeping? <laughs> yeah, I think, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, usually it's, it's most people pretty much follow the same stuff. It's just yeah. like, you know, learning those little 
tweaks that we all have. Totally. Yeah. And, and I guess just how I differentiate between the species with blackheads, I, I actually, uh, for the adult anyway, the, uh, the younger ones in the rack as well. Um, I go with ceramic bulb, uh, mm. cage ceramic bulb. And I like that because the blackhead seems to want to bask more than the bread lie do, uh, in my okay. experience. Um, he will, I also provide, I should say a, a hide with where the holes on top, right? So it, it's, it's like a subterranean hide almost. Okay. I bury gotcha. it. It's just one of those black reptile basics hides, but I cut a hole mm-hmm. in the top and bury it in the substrate. Um, right. so he'll, he'll be in that he'll spend time underground. He'll come out and bask under that ceramic bulb very intentionally. Um, you know, there's no cover there. Uh, he just likes to exhibit that behavior, which I really enjoy because, you know, the snake is, is visible and, mm-hmm. uh, it's cool to see. And then he'll go back underground. He'll go on top of the rock, you know, stuff like that. So I like the, the ceramics because it, it encourages, basking it's it's a little bit more of a concentrated focus point compared to a heat panel it's right. kind of more uh diffuse i guess uh would be the word <clears throat> yeah and then of course with the rack it's belly heat for everybody um and that's what all the womas are getting at the moment so yeah cool yeah and that's I, awesome i'm trying to do bioactive for the green tree <laughs> yeah which how's that going <laughs> it's going well so far um I don't have live planting yet, so it's not really bioactive, but that's next. I, Close. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered a light uh, that will facilitate that plant growth. And then, I'll, uh, excuse me, and then I'll get into that. But yeah, uh, for that one, I, I got a kit from BioDude. Okay. Okay. Of, uh, yeah, I've heard that. Guy. Real soils and, and leaf litter, and it's, it's very cool. I like the way it looks. Um, and that's probably more for me than the snake, but. She's eating and doing great, and uh, that's all I that's all I care about. So yeah, yeah. And the, so far, you're on the right page if that's what's happening. Just <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right. yeah, especially because the the person that I acquired that particular snake from was having some feeding troubles. So I'm glad to mm-hmm. see that I was able to uh, turn that around. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Yeah. Cool. What about feeding? What's your approach with feeding? Approach with feeding. That's that's a good one. Um, once again, I will completely admit to my shortcomings as a beginner because we all have to go through these things, right? And you we have do. The people that yeah. admit that they did or, or don't. Um, <laughs> right. yep. So I was totally one of those every Tuesday uh, people at the beginning because that's what you're told to do uh, until yeah, you find the yeah, right that's sources. That's fun to do. Yeah. Exactly. But mm-hmm. nowadays, now that I feel like I have more experience and know a little better, um, I try to take more of an individual specific feeding uh, decision, right? So I don't make any weekly schedules. I don't do any one size fits all rule. Every snake I approach differently with feeding. Um, I think in general, I feed a lot less than most keepers. Um, Mm -hmm. Once again, student of Nick Mutton, of course, (laughs) if I listen to Nick, I don't overfeed. So, um, you know, nobody gets weekly. Uh, even, even my babies, I'm trying to raise, uh, slow and steady, um, more of like an every 10 to 14 for those guys. Uh, and if I miss a week, I don't sweat it, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. and then for, for my adults, for the breeder, hopefully breeder, uh, bread lie, um, I am trying to implement a cycle feed. Um, so I'm feeding 
pretty heavily right now, and I was a little bit more sparse during the summer. Um, and obviously, I'll cut off that food fairly fairly soon for cycling. But uh, yeah, just with with those girls that Nick sent over, they were already at, at good size. So I'm just trying to get them prepared uh, to be able to deal with the the rigors of a clutch without pumping them up and breaking them. Uh, <laughs> and then males, uh, male bread lie, I'm keeping, I'm uh, maintenance feeding them with smaller rats right around the 900 to 1,000 gram area. Uh, and okay. uh, with the blackheads, uh, I feed pretty much exclusively quail. Um, I know people get creative. Really? Nice. Yeah, I'll mix in mice every now and then. I've never fed them a rat. I don't intend to. Um, that's just me. Uh, right. I know people get creative with with feeding with blackheads as they should. You know, predominantly reptile eaters, uh, ophiophages, um, and the fat content on a quail is a lot more similar to a half dead skink in the outback than a lab rat. Um, so, I like to feed the blackhead smaller meals more often, heavy on the bird, uh, occasionally rodents just to get some different nutrients in the mix. I haven't tried the fish thing, but I am intrigued. <laughs> Do it. Um, yeah. Um, now, would, my question is, like, would you put all the animals down for winter or hmm. cycle them down as food, or do you only do that with your adult animals? That's a good question. I, I did not cycle uh, my hatchlings last year, okay. my raise-ups. Um, uh -huh. I think that I am going to perhaps give more of an honest night drop. You know, I'm going to let them feel that it is truly colder at night, mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to drop them to the extent I am the adults, but I'm going to give them okay. a little bit more of a taste of, of the reality what, of seasons what's to come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And, and I'm a believer in night drops in general. Um, for everybody gets yeah. a little bit of a night drop at the moment as it is, because, yeah. you know, you, you go out there, I say that to people that actually have where these snakes are, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not always 90, 90 degrees at three in the morning. Uh, so yeah. there you go. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it is 106 degrees during the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Frettles, pythons, triple digits to, to low forties. Right. So yeah. They yeah. Swing. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I can't remember. Maybe Owen, oh, you remember who was talking yeah. to us, but this is a long time ago. I mind, I want to say it was Rico, right? Mm -hmm. Like the one thing that stood out from when we interviewed him was the fact that he said that I hope I hope it was him. Well, he's gonna get the credit, so yeah, um, screw it. So go ahead. You know, they've evolved, mm. everything has evolved mm -hmm. to have a night drop yes you yeah. know what i mean like everything on the planet has a night drop because that's now, the like, reality of the planet yes right <laughs> yes you know and like sun go down and get colder everywhere sun go yes. away mm -hmm. and like i don't know it just seems to me like that would be the approach now i was talking to justin about this when we were in texas yep. he brought up a good point like you know i i love when we have conversations where somebody is making me look at it differently. So like for me, I, I condition all my animals as if they're breeding. Right. Right. But he brought up a good point. Like, well, we really don't know what carpets are doing in the wild as babies. Right. You don't. Right? Yeah. So yeah. are they, you know, crawling in a crack somewhere and eating skinks and staying at that 
you know, steady Wonderful temperature, temperature throughout yeah. the, you know what I mean? So, and then they finally get exposed to it because they can't fit down the cracks anymore. So then right. they have to deal. Yeah. Okay. So Absolutely. it's kind of hard to say mm. whether that's the right thing to do or not. But from a breeding standpoint, I find that you, you, you know, you're going to have the best success with the animals that you produce. Right. Right. You know, because they're, they're used, used to your system, to your yeah. system and how you do things. So right. I think ultimately, Maybe just coming up with a system that seems to work for your adults and ultimately, you know, to do I, that same system for the babies will yeah. ultimately pay off for you in the long run. Right. I think the worst thing you could possibly do would be to alter things. Uh, I mean, obviously, is alter your breeding scheme with adult animals. Yes. Because yeah. you're not going to have success. But, you know, I never dropped my babies. I usually always just kept them where they're at and I would feed them through winter and all the other fun stuff. But right. and I would do the same thing my, for my juveniles. Basically, I would not allow an animal to experience any kind of winter drop until they were four years old, right. which is dumb. So totally. then I had multiple animals that lost their minds when things started going crazy. <laughs> right, they get so, respiratory infections, all that. Kind exactly. Of so I started doing it around my one-year-olds. So they have that first full year of. When they don't experience winter, I feed them through the whole thing. It's where I can get a lot of those ones that maybe were slow feeders to be caught up to their siblings, yada, yada, yada. Right. Um, this way that, like, you're not coming into the following season with small babies where <laughs> everybody else is like, what the hell? Like, eh, whatever. I experience but, that all the time. <laughs> no, <laughs> exactly. Care. So, but... Um, but then right around the time, like, right now I have a bunch of one-year-olds, two-year-olds, um... And then I have all my holdbacks that I've been raising up, you know, and I'm sitting there and I have the rack full of my adult males. And I'm like, well, I wanted to cool the males down separate from the females this year. Cause normally I would pair them up, which means the only animals left in the rack would be the ones I'm not breeding. So I wouldn't touch it, but I'm like, well, I want to do it separate. So how am I going to get these other animals that are like two year olds, three year olds out of the rack for winter. And I'm like, well, screw it. They're just going to experience it. So (laughs) now it's like, now if you're over the age of one, you're going down for winter. Bye. Go. Absolutely. And I I feel like it's one of those things that when you think about it, it's intuitive, right? Yeah. Um, like we said, sun go down nighttime, cold, 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 night, cold. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Laws of nature. Uh, I think what a lot of people probably, and, uh, you know, just conjecture here, the reason a lot of people probably don't do that is you're slowing down your growth and yep. everybody's all about breeding size, breeding mm-hmm. size, breeding size. My, my yep. project needs to make me money now, you know, which obviously mm-hmm. is, is a problem and a conversation in itself. Um, but yeah. 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 I don't care about the, I, I, to, I don't know. I guess to me, it's again, I don't make my living at this. So it's not like, so I can totally understand like where, you know, people that are paying their bills from selling snakes, right. You know, they're, they're going to approach it differently, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, obviously it works because, you know, people, people have been doing it for years. So totally. I mean, it's, you know, but yes. like, I don't know, just the thought in my head. And it just makes me curious about what baby, carpets or walmas or blackheads or whatever you want to say are doing in the wild because yeah there's not really a whole lot of stuff the closest that i've come to hear anybody talk about baby carpets is when we were talking to gavin yeah and he was telling us about 
the baby, you know, which Darwin. was amazing because right. he's like, you know, the adults are up there <laughs> and the babies are down, babies are down there. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where they're at. I mean, you yeah. and basically it's like a bush line, you know, like, uh, so you got to think that they're doing whatever they can do to not get eaten. <laughs> you yeah. Know, it, yeah. Australia yeah. is not easy, <laughs> No, <laughs> but it, it's, no. it is, it's such an interesting point there that, that, Yes, you can go. You can see these adult animals and what they're doing, but there's a blind spot there. It's just like how nobody knows where the hell great whites go to breed. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. it's one of those blind spots that something could be happening that we have no idea, and and that's that's fascinating. See, the younger Eric would have just went and studied that in Australia. <laughs> Yeah. Shut up, younger Eric. If only, but if only Back to the Future was real and I could go back and, you know. But then there's the thing of like, it's like how we keep Martin. having the issues of. <laughs> it's like we keep having the issues of like temperature where it's like, hey, it was this temperature observed on like when we found the animal. Right. So people are like, oh, clearly it can handle temperatures to 98 degrees. So they don't tell you that they took the temp. Then they went down in this ravine and they found the animal and it was like 70 degrees down there. So, exactly. you know, it's like how there's always people who are like, I temper my cages based off of the weather report yeah. for the place that they're from. Like, that's stupid because that weather report was taken in like Jakarta. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> and like, anybody that does any amount of field herping realizes that, you know, I, right. I do a lot of, of that for work. At the moment, I work as, as a, a field biologist for an environmental mm-hmm. consulting company. And I was doing a lot of coverboard stuff during the spring for, for an endangered species, a listed species of Mastacophis, uh, Alameda whipsnake out here. And nice. They, there was a really short window of time that these things were going to be under the boards. Because uh, other mm. than that, they're underground. You know, as soon as, as the temperature hit a certain point, they're gone. Because, even, yeah, like you said, if it's 80 degrees somewhere or 90 degrees even in uh, the Bay Area here, wherever that snake is hanging out, it's Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's, yeah. It, it's just it's one of those things to so like we could sit there and say, well, we'll just research baby carpets. It's like you're not gonna you're not you're not able to follow it everywhere that it's gonna go <laughs> and, te- yeah. and make temperature adjustments yeah. to wherever it's going to be. And I mean those things might slide to underneath a tree hollow and sit there for a month and a half. I wonder because the you, temps are nice. I wonder if you can do that telemetry study with hatchlings like that or if you would just screw them up like <laughs> i mean so small and fragile the, the, the probe would it'd be like yeah, I, I mean little gecko backpacks like yeah, yeah. i mean if we get yeah, yeah, no, send him on his way yeah, i put a backpack on the on the snake and now we wait a minute there's the backpack oh shit it's a slide <laughs> right out of it like it's like oh crap i get back to the drawing board but i mean i know gavin had the trackers in the adults and stuff like that but i mean like that, you're right. Like tracker, like even if it was like the size of a of like a grain of rice, yeah. it's like in their little carpet. Like that I might imagine be the one that, that doesn't just, eat. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, well, I'm thinking of it, and I'm sure if, if Scott's listening, maybe he can put us in the right direction because he would probably see them more than anything. Like because I know here in the East Coast, like for us. Mm. You'll see a lot of like baby garter snakes or mm. baby, yeah. you know, um, rat you know, snakes, decays, rat snakes yeah. and stuff like that, DK snakes, stuff like that. And especially there's like a season, like all of a sudden you'll just see like a lot of them and you're like, oh, okay. So yeah. I wonder if right. like they see that with, 
you know, pythons in Australia. They have I'm, to. I'm sure I they mean, do. But you never see any pictures of them. The garter snakes are fun, too, because they do, like, the mating balls, right? Like, the yes, giant yeah. snake orgies, if you will. So That's, yeah. that happened in my backyard in Santa Cruz a few years back when I was in undergrad. Oh, it was crazy. They were everywhere. <laughs> it's right. hilarious. It, the same thing happens in my brother's backyard yearly because yeah. they keep returning. Yeah. This one bush. He, he doesn't like snakes. So he's just like, they're all here. I'm like, like good for you. You've sicked them upon me. Exactly. He's like, when are you going to get over here and remove them? Robert, those are wild animals. I'm not touching shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, there has to be. Because I mean, remember, uh, we've talked to people who go herping. In Florida, and they're like, oh, it's baby python season because they expect to be stumbling across baby berms. So there has to be seasons where yeah. you know that this is when you'll start seeing them. Now, some years, I guarantee you, <laughs> more than others, but, you know, there has to be a certain point of year. This is when you'll start seeing the yep. young, young ones. Yeah. And I would imagine, I guess, well, I guess we have the raptors and stuff over here in the States, but down there you have, you know, you have all the monitors that are running around that'll alligators they're actually native too they'll eat things yeah (laughs) yeah like i would think that that if you're a baby python you're the world is on a lot of menus yeah (laughs) the world is scary for a baby python no matter where you are i mean man i saw a raccoon running off with a gopher snake the other day straight up yeah, oh, no, wow. they're bad, dude. No, like, yeah. it's, it's, we, we were in Texas and there were giant ass spiders walking across the street. Like, no, it's <laughs> no, bad no, no. everywhere. Spiders are worse than the vine snakes, man. Mm. I can't hang. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, that. that's what was the thing where it's like uh, baby bears are born in a nice, safe cave. Baby <laughs> sea turtles, it's immediate. Run, bitch. Like, it's. <laughs> you are. You, you are. The the below. Like, you have to get out. Like, it. It's what the same that? thing for baby pythons. Oh, that was like, the. Uh, I'm thinking of um, Planet Earth 2 with the. Uh, the lizards the snakes and the snakes. And the, oh, the, the marine iguanas. Yeah. yeah. Those things are like hours old, and it's death coming is, from all that corners. That's the scene that every friend and family member thinks of when I tell them I have a pet snake. <laughs> you know, uh, that thing, that thing, that gave man. us all a bad time. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> I cool loved every second of it. Exactly, it's so but, yeah, it's But that's the thing. So it's like, obviously, the baby pythons are going to be on a lot of menus, which is why there are so many born. If if they all lived to adulthood, snakes would have one baby a year. Bingo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. It's just nice to uh, to think about these things, you know. Absolutely. Hmm. Um. All right. Uh, I can't believe how much time we're at already. But <laughs> there's anyway. so many things. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah just Maybe. Uh, you know. I don't know. What's your what's your what's your cool project that you have coming up this year? What are you most excited about? Uh, obviously, bread lie. But yeah. What is it? Yeah. Um, well, in terms of breeding, it's just it's just going to be those those four pairs of bread lie. Um, that's definitely my main focus, uh, as well as um, hopefully getting those bigger cages. That'll be a fun project. Being able to set things up in a yeah. uh, in a six foot cage that gives me a lot more options. You know, I'd love to do along with the lighting and the perching we talked about. I'd love to do one of those things where you like bolt a bus tray to the roof and cut a hole in it so that they can hide right. up top. Up there, yeah. yeah, Nick was was telling me about that one the other day. He said that all his females lay eggs up up in those things. And hopefully that, <laughs> hopefully that was the secret. Uh, sorry, Nick. Uh, 
But uh, we weren't supposed to talk about those. I told everyone else, but you weren't supposed to talk about oh, those. Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh man, yeah. And then outside of of the breeding stuff, but still somewhat related. Like I said, I'm I'm applying to uh, that master's program in yeah, uh, cool. science with with Dr. Lofman over at West Liberty. Um, pretty cool. I mean, obviously, I don't want to put the horse in front of the cart and run it over. I haven't gotten in yet, but uh, uh, I heard him on Joe's podcast on From the Ground Up and. He's doing all sorts of really cool research on captive husbandry specifically. Um, you know, he's got a lot of animals on campus and he's looking at, at things like extracting stress hormones from snake poop so that you can see truly how the animal's doing. And, you know, we That's talked cool. about maybe doing some research with MI babies versus art, uh, artificial babies. And No, I do not support that paper. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, a lot of possibilities. So really, I don't want there to be I don't want there to be scientific backing to why Owen's a sissy. Like no, yeah, no, no, you know, no, no, no. I know, I know. If, if we find things, I'll I'll tell you to close Bury your it, ears just first. Burn it. Yeah, just. But of tell course, me and I'll tell them. Fingers crossed, I get in and can pursue some of that research. That would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be I'd cool. love to be able to do a master's thesis with the animals in my room that I can roll over it two in the morning and see what they're doing, you know, like how cool would yeah. that be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, really I, mean cool. I, I did enjoy, we we've talked to, to Ben from Australian addiction and his doctoral thesis was on like uh, maternal incubation and stuff like that, yeah. which led There's to so a bunch questions. of different data and also the stuff. And then it was, uh, what he added to, to a bunch of different stuff like that. So it's all hideously no, interesting. On. It was on ball pythons. But. It was on ball pythons. Yeah, but it's like that's all really interesting. And you're like, what more? There has to be more studies out there that just no one's doing. Right. Like, that's yeah. that's what I am really fascinated about. Is there's so many questions and also so many, uh, so many things that we discuss in terms of anecdote and that nobody's taken the time to put the scientific method toward. You know. Right. That you know you could say. This snake is less stressed because I gave it a log. Okay. Is it though? Is it? it you know, all these people that, that want to know if their their cute little snoot is happy. Yeah. How cool would it be to actually be able to Do definitively say, well, yeah. based on this hormone, you know, no or yes. Like <laughs> there's all these things that we could yeah. explore that that aren't being explored and, yet. And I wonder if that would be individual. Right, right. How much individuality do they have, you know? Right. Do bearded dragons really need hammocks? Um, (laughs) They only need bat wings. Do do we really need (laughs) bearded dragons? That's another one. Scientifically proven these animals are useless. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, I love that I have the blackheads in case, you know, I inevitably get some stillborns down the road. That's where they're going. I cannot get my Kribos to eat any snakes. And I'm just like, this is kind of like crappy, but also kind of good. Cause I don't want you to get used to the taste of snake, but yeah, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's on the horizon along with the wish list we talked about, but I don't anticipate cool. being able to afford more snakes anytime soon, especially if I start grad school. So yeah, dear kid. Oh, you're going to go right back into like, you know, you, you go from starving guitarist to starving grad student. It's like, yeah. Oh no, no matter what, we're starving. Starving. Yeah. Damn. No, yeah. We tried for years to sort of get like um, this is this is going back to the forum days, the MP mm. forum days, where and Ben was really the one he was pushing for it. Yeah, really was pushing this. Is like each year, a group of us would decide a question that we wanted answered, 
And, you know, obviously the problem is, is that you don't know if everybody follows the same parameters and, you know, it makes it difficult when you're doing any kind of study like that. And actually, you know, it would, but at least it would put us in the right direction. Right. So yeah. you would say like, again, like, you know, the, uh, you know, does, does this affect them? You know, how does this affect them? The, you know, uh, well, really know the only know. person I really see doing anything like that is really Lori. I mean, right. You know, granted, some people may think that what she's doing, you know, you have those old school people that are like, ah, it's a snake. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that, that get off my lawn, little bastard. Like, I know. Like that kind of stuff. But I find it, you know, think. any kind of, come on, you know, behavior, yeah. you know, she, she's getting a better understanding. And, and I think, I, I, I want to say that we had her on the show. And yes. Yeah, I, that was a great episode. I remember that one. Mm-hmm. With, with Breadlie and just giving them different, you wasn't it on the show? Choice-based husbandry research, yeah. right? Like yeah. giving them equal she, opportunity to do one thing or the other and seeing what they choose on their own. She she did a whole thing on I had sent her a pair of bread line. She did a whole thing of acclimating them from my setups to like to her setups and the whole shipping thing, it was incredible because it was unpacking them, not pulling them right out of the bag. She literally just undid the bag and dropped it in their quarantine cages and let them come out on their own mm. to discover what was going on in there. See, I do and, that all the time. Oh, yeah, but it's like <laughs> but it, but that's like different than the whole like oh, now I'm going to fill my unboxing and here it is. Oh my god, I'm in my <laughs> snake room with this new snake. <laughs> All oh, yeah, of this is wrong. Good quarantine. Good quarantine. It's a, all of this is wrong, but it was like she allowed the snake time to come out on its own, right? you know, and, and figure it all out, which is way better and not something I think anybody would normally think of. Yeah. They're going to come home. They're going to undo the bag. They're going to pull out the snake. They're going to give it the once over and they're going to put it in the quarantine cage. Right. Yeah. I, I love work. what Lori's doing. I think the yeah. thing she's doing is fantastic. And I think that any of the people that are, are writing it off and, and saying, you know, I've been keeping snakes for 20 years. They're dumb. You know, it's like, don't give yourself yeah. that much credit. Just because yeah. something is not like a mammalian primate, right. a social animal like us, you know, that doesn't mean it's not intelligent. Yeah. There's different types of what intelligence means. And mm. I would argue that the creatures that have been on this planet for tens of millions of years successfully are probably yeah. a lot smarter than the monkeys that are about to wipe themselves off before they even hit, <laughs> you know, their, their first, their first tick on the, uh, right. you know, on the time scale. So don't give yourself so much credit, boss. Yeah. Just destroying the planet and killing themselves. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, exactly. Clearly we're yeah. intelligent. Yeah. I gotta, gotta keep it in perspective like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And be okay. okay with being wrong. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's a big thing. Who am thing. I? I'm only yeah. 12, right? Yeah. Well, it's, but I think it's a lot of a lot of herpers don't want to be wrong. It's why we also talked about how, you know, people will have issues, people have problems, people have failures, and they don't want to talk about it. They just ignore it. Do you think that it's wrong, or do you think that it's that people don't want to um, admit that they don't know something? I think it's that. I think it's also people don't want to be told that they either don't know something or that they were themselves wrong. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay, I, I, I understand. What there's you're there's now. definitely a desire in in these communities uh, that I've noticed to be the guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and oh, yeah. a lot of it's a facade uh, that is Facebook based, 
and we could talk about social media for another two hours. Uh, But you know, people, people don't like to look like they weren't the image of perfection, you know, in in this, in this time I notice. Um, Mm. But we all learn when you admit that you weren't. You know, the more and more I, I, I delve into the whole social media and I think about it more and more, I think, I think the biggest issue is this, right? It comes down to like somebody, what, what year were you born, Lucas? 1996. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. You don't know a world that didn't exist without an internet or without social media or, you know, these things. And like you, you, whereas like with me, that was a, a well, yeah, I mean, yeah, somewhat, but you know what I'm saying. I know what you're saying. Like, I know what you're saying. I was like, as you ahead. were growing yeah. up, this yeah. is your norm, right? So yeah. to you, you look I, at the, your perspective is that this is normal where my perspective is <laughs> like, you know, is completely different. But at the yeah. same time, it's like, I'm, I'm looking at it as like, I know how to, I'm not saying that you don't or like <laughs> young people don't, but like. The, the biggest thing that I see is like people don't know how to talk to each other because <laughs> that's the only way that they know how to talk to each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. Through a phone, you know? I would say that I was blessed to be the last generation raised without a screen. I, I had blocks, <laughs> I had Legos, I was outside. Right. You know, I didn't have my first screen based entertainment until probably uh, m- middle school or so, you know, like yeah, I, whereas sure. now you have babies on iPads. Okay. So right. obviously I, I had a lot more technology in my youth than people before me. Um, but I, I do feel lucky that I did know a life before it. And I remember yeah. getting my first cell phone and saying, well, this is weird. You know, it, it wasn't <laughs> touch screen. I still had to press the button three times to get to an L, you know? Uh, oh, right. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't Dude, the, a little push up. That's high, that's high school college crap. <laughs> yeah. Like flip open. And I was still in elementary school where they taught cursive and told you it would matter, you know? So <laughs> it never mattered. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> dear, I, I acknowledge your point and I see it a lot more in, in some of the, the kids that are maybe in high school or college now. Um, but I, I do feel fortunate yeah. that I was kind of brought up in that, in that turning point. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's just trying to find a way for the two different worlds to sort of, um, understand the other perspective right you know and it, it, it's 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 a hard thing it's just with anything like just with the world in general you know i mean in our day it was like information was not like the you know what i mean like you mm-hmm. you you didn't get information like that it was much easier to bullshit <laughs> you know what i mean you could bullshit people all day long right. now right. you're just like google what is uh, you know blah 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 yeah, you're full of shit, man. Absolutely, you could so. you could pretend to be the expert and nobody could call you out. Now it's just a simple Google Google search. Right, and, right. Yeah, I got yeah. ten think, bowling pythons in my basement. You can't tell me I don't, <laughs> you know, unless you drive. Yeah, yeah. Well, think about how many times the, this is just ten years ago. I mean, yeah. you think about the times when we're at Hamburg and you're, you know, guys coming up to you said, oh, "I bred bowling." Uh, or yeah, my buddy times. bred bowling. <laughs> you know the secret? Keep them in your garage at the <laughs> under the temp of sixty degrees. Sprinkle some yeah. chili powder on top. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. That's it. Thank God. None of the other like 10 people <laughs> that have been trying to breed these things for years ever tried to lower the temp. Yeah, you know, Bowen really actually likes Sinatra and that's how you do it. Yeah. That's what that's you got to do. It. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, you can't play there it. You, you have to sing it. Yep. The summer wind. The yeah. summer wind. Somewhere Just like between it. B flat and C though. You can't. Yeah. You got to yeah. do it right. Come you on. can't do it. Yeah. I got to do it right. right. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
but yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a weird world. And that that's, I feel, you know, you mentioned my, my YouTube stuff that I'm doing and mm, I, yeah. that's, that's my attempt in a way. I, I, and I don't, I'm not saying I'm doing this successfully, but what I would like to do is bridge that very gap. You know, I would like to be able to use a platform like YouTube in a way that's not overproduced, overdramatic, like, I just got bit by a giant snake. Ah, they're, you know, like, I'm not naming names, but we all know who, we all know who I'm talking about. Um, uh-huh. yeah. And yeah. I would love for the, the potential for connection that right. YouTube and social media uh provides to us i would love for that to i'd love to find a way to utilize that in a way that bypasses all the bullshit and i think that it's possible i look at um channels like riley's i look at i I really like the snake discovery channel to be honest Uh, i think she Mm -hmm. does a good job of of finding that middle ground um yes 100 it's hard to find because the way youtube is set up is you need the clicks otherwise what what, what are you doing you know and Anyway, that's another conversation as well. But <laughs> yeah, just trying to. Yeah, be I think positive. You think like <laughs> yeah, it's sort of like it's sort of like with breeding, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're breeding snakes, obviously, you know, you have to think about like, well, what's going to be my approach, right? It, am I going to be the guy that just like feeds everything up so I can be the first person to breed it, or you know, blah blah blah, not care about the long term health years. of the animal yeah. or whatever right. the case exactly. may be, yeah. just to be able to cash in on it, right. so to say. So I look at YouTube as sort of the same thing. It's right. sort of the same thing with podcasts. Like people told 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 us we were crazy to do a Morelia based podcast. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you, you know going to do? Four but episodes? We've outlasted yeah. them all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Four, like, so it's yeah. like, we're going to run out of material after four episodes. Eric, what episode is this? 473. 470, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it, 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 to me, it comes down to that, to that, to that idea that like, what are you doing this for? Exactly. So, like, mm-hmm. When I see guys like the Chandler dude and the, you know, <laughs> all those guys that are in that vein, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the, Every me, snake has a name and uh, they're using the snake, the deadly ability. As a, <laughs> yeah. Right. They're using the snake as an ability to just do YouTube. Like this is their niche. Some people right. do, you know, I'm going ghost hunting and other people are, I'm, you know, going to go and uh, camp or, you know, whatever it would be. It's like, that's their niche and like, or niche, sorry. Niche. Uh, and, and, uh, yeah, Nipper's going to smack Nipper's me. Nipper's going to be one. so mad. Oh, oh, sorry, oh, Nipper. Do we have any, do we have any quarters to reptile and chill today? I haven't been paying attention. I don't know yet. <laughs> it's, it, oh, I mean, man. they have to have a show for us to pay them. Fair enough. Oh, I mean, I didn't say that. I don't. That was always all, all in. Shots fired. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oh, I love that. When the McIntyre is after you, it's trouble. <laughs> when I find a new victim, it's on. Oh, so, dear, oh, dear, but oh, dear. I will say, I will say oh. um, that my nephew came up to me with his iPad and he was watching the snake discovery stuff. Yeah. And he's like, look at all this. And I'm like, Dude, I have all this stuff downstairs. Like, you know, right, like, right. No, but, you, no, but, but it's not. Yeah, oh, you know, so, yeah. he's also doing a great job. Just real quick, I, I love yeah. the videos that Gary Scavino has been putting out. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think he's doing I great. It's, I, you know, good. it's a good balance uh, of informative whatever. and humor. 
Which there can so, be humor, you know. <laughs> there can be oh, humor. Yeah. There can be levity and fun. <laughs> yeah, you don't have, you don't to, have be to stare Mr. directly Ryan. at the camera and talk like this. Hello. Like it's <laughs> my name is Nick. You're like no, it just in, you can enjoy it. it. Anyway, I, didn't I think it's a, off there, Eric. <laughs> I think no, it's no, a no, fine no. balance, though. Yeah. I think you have to have yeah. a, if you go one way or the other way. It's that you can totally fall off. And that's yes. that's the same kind of pressure you have with the podcast, with anything that puts yourself out there. 100%. And of course, there are going to be people that hate you. It comes for, down to the reasons you're doing it. Like you said. Exactly. Like you said. Yeah. And there are going to be people who hate you just because you're doing it and they didn't. Yeah. And it's like, okay. A lot so. of, don't you think that most of the problems with the world come down to jealousy? I mean, of course. Really. Jealousy I mean, like, and, of course. and money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you have the you had the idea to do something, and or two people have the idea to do something. I mean, this is probably the biggest life lesson that Nick ever gave me. It's like you have people in the world that do shit, and you have people that talk about shit. Yeah. Which one are you going to be? Are you going to be the people that do stuff or talk about stuff? You know, I want. Yeah. You know, he's like, I want to be the guy that wrote the book. I want to be the guy that did. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. I'm like, okay, well, I'm following his lead. I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay, I just showed up day one and then never left. So he was <laughs> I'm with you. I'm trying to internalize that, you know, with, with hopefully uh, getting into this master's program and starting to look into some research projects. And, you know, Dude, I don't, no, I don't even have to be in the program to start researching stuff at home. And I got to remember that too. But anyway, I'm with you, Eric. And it's something I try yeah. to remember. Anyway, it, yeah, I think you're right though. Real quick. I just want to make sure that I throw that out. What I was going to say is that I think that, Snake Discovery does do a good job yeah. of doing snake education in a positive way. Right. Not necessarily something that I maybe would watch all the time. Right. You know what I mean? But I appreciate and respect what she does for the hobby. Right. Because most people, and again, like think about the young people that are coming into the hobby now, only know YouTube as a, exactly. as, you know what I mean? Like exactly. that's their TV, like you know, That's, I'm growing up. We had three, six, ten, twenty nine. You know what I mean? You're like, what? What are you telling me? The coordinates to you know the old belly python? No, what you're exactly you right. And that is the only reason I'm there. Like, I like yeah. making videos. Uh, right. For one, you know, I wouldn't do it if I was pulling teeth to edit. I have fun editing. Uh, I, I think it's a good time. Um, right. But but you're you're so right. This is how people will, new people will get into reptiles. It's not going right. to be the book at the library. Right. I'm sorry yeah. that that's not the reality anymore, but it's not. And right. I right. would love, if there's something that I can do in this hobby, um, just one thing to make it any better, I would love for that to be, to represent it accurately and with integrity right. and in a positive light and maybe bring some new people into it who other, otherwise would not have been. Um, mm -hmm. because that's, that's what, that's what people did for me. And it has undoubtedly changed my life after that second corn snake. I wasn't going <laughs> to get more snakes. Right. Right. But it, yep. you know, there, there's, there is power in, in, uh, tools like that, where you're able to connect with people all over the world, all over the country, uh, about something that they otherwise may have never come across. Um, and I, I think that that can be used for immense good, not only just advancing people that keep snakes in boxes in their homes, but anybody that they don't have to love snakes, but anybody that gains a respect or any sort of connection to these animals that they didn't have before, maybe they feared them. Maybe they were ambivalent. 
you know, anything that can connect somebody in their living room to that animal that's forest is getting cut down somewhere in the world mm-hmm. right now is right. a force that I hope can lead to conservation. And look, I mean, we, we got to be honest with ourselves. We're in rough shape here with our biodiversity in the world. Yes. I'm not going to get yeah. political. I'm not going to ask, you know, who believes in climate change? I do. Anyway, uh, but <laughs> if you don't, you're being silly. Oh, oh, sorry. I did it. I did it. I'm sorry. I did it. Uh, no, it, God, damn it. But anyway, okay. look, anything that we can do to try and protect what's left. Look, I just want, mm. if I end up having kids someday and I become, you know, a father, I want to be able to take them out somewhere in the world and say, look, there's a wild snake doing what wild snakes do. And they're cool because X, Y, and Z. I don't want to mm-hmm. say here's right. the snake in the box in the living room. They used to be outside. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's kind of, for me, it's, it's a depressing thing because, yes. Um, I feel like, yeah, especially after, I don't know if you guys saw Attenborough's. Latest. I can't, I haven't done it yet. I just yet, because I don't but want I did major in environmental studies and got four years oh. of depression. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm telling, well, first of all, I'm going to throw it out there. If, if you haven't watched it, you should definitely watch it because if you can honestly say that the planet is not screwed up after watching that show. <laughs> yeah then I, I'm sorry, man. You're just not looking through life with the same lens as it. I just don't understand how people can't, you know, it's funny because my, my dad is not that he's not, he, he's, he's, he's 60, right? So like, you know, his perspective is again, it goes back to perspectives being different and everything like that. And I've been trying for years to try to get him to understand like, and for somebody that loves nature so much to me, it just, I don't know. It just, I couldn't understand why I didn't get it. So I told him to watch that. Right. And then he's like, Oh, okay. I get it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, yeah. Wait, it took Mr. Attenborough to tell, or Sir Attenborough to tell you documentary is that powerful. I'll need to use it. Cause we all have those people in our lives that think, Oh, the trees will fix it. We can, we can throw whatever the planet's so big. What I tried to, what, what I think you, what I got from it and what I think he got from it is, is that the planet is going to be fine. Yes. Right. We're all going to be fine. We're all (laughs) going to be people that are going to be gone. So like you can choose to say, you know, like, oh, well, you know, we'll just find a way to survive. Okay. All right. right. Earth day is a little misleading. Life life (laughs) will find a way, Jeff Goldblum. We're the ones that (laughs) want to be here tomorrow. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm uh, with you. But yeah, you should definitely uh, check that out for sure. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to get all my soapbox, but that's something no, that just no. like after seeing that man, it just it just I am it just always on the lookout for ways, effective ways to have these kinds of conversations with people because it's not easy, especially in this country yeah. where the second you say you care about the environment, you know, it becomes a political issue, whereas it should mm-hmm. be a scientific issue, in my opinion. And um, yeah, I won't go any farther down that rabbit hole. Uh, on right. this podcast, if you want to talk about it, feel free to hit me up. But anyway, yeah. um, any way that we can begin to have an effective dialogue about these kinds of things without people pointing fingers and calling labels uh, mm-hmm. and, and rejecting any semblance of truth and reality because you're a this or I am a this. 
And therefore, yeah. I am not, I am diametrically opposed because of that. I do not believe yes, this. Yes. Yeah. It, it, there has to be a way to undo some of that and open up people's minds in a way that we can actually accept the facts. But anyway, all that to say, I appreciate that perspective, Eric, because I'm always on the lookout for ways to have these kinds of conversations. <laughs> and if David yeah. Attenborough is the way to do it, there we go. You know, we just need I mean, how our- can you argue with the guy? He's been <laughs> around the planet, right? Several he's, times. He's 90 some. he's what, 93 years old? Something right? like that, He's yeah. been doing, uh, you know, traveling the planet since he was 20. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's seen every part of the planet. And like, yeah. and then, you know what, you know, another thing, again, I don't know, maybe you, you can relate to this because of your, you know, be, being in field biology right. or whatever. But right. like, I think about like the idea that, you know, even just to think about walnut pythons, right? Carpet yes. pythons, uh, we talked about this on Student and the Serpent, but carpet pythons, they seem to be able to adapt exactly. to human encroachment yep. into their environment, right? They can live up in the, you know, in the rafters, they can take the cold, they can take the heat, they can eat the bunny, they can eat yeah. the bird. They, they love the rafters. They follow our dirty ass around. around. Yeah. yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas walnut pythons are more of a specialist, right? They need specific you know, parameters and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, the fact that their environment is, is disappearing exactly. means that, you know, like you can, it's hard to find a woman python in the wild. Exactly. You know? it, they're, they're um, one of those species. And, and I loved that episode, by the way, I'm so glad you guys focused on Wilma's for, for that debut. I listened to it today, actually. Um, really oh, cool. great editing. <laughs> I loved it. Anyway. Uh, I also loved calling good cor- corner. Owen. Uh, Thank you. They're both wonderful. I'm happy to be here. Anyway, uh, you do that. <laughs> um, with Walmas, that's one of those ones where truly, in a matter of time, that I hope this isn't true, but it might be sooner than we realize, they might purely exist in these boxes in our rooms. Um, and that, right. that is tragic. Um, yeah. And it's something that we need to be realistic about. I mean, you, you, you hear the stories about, not stories, the facts about the amount of rainforest that's being burned in Southern uh, South America and the amount of, of land being cleared in Madagascar, you know, what, right. where are the Sanzinia going? You know, where are all these species going? The, the answer is they don't have anywhere to go. Uh, and no. you know, no, no biodiversity, <laughs> not a very comfortable world for humanity. Uh, no, 100%. whether you like the critters or not, they make your quality of life, what it is indirectly. And I think, I think that people, you know, I know, I know sometimes the argument is, is that, you know, it's silly for reptile keepers to um, be labeled as, you know, they're doing it for conservation or whatever. Sure. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's, I, I think, yeah, you're right. We're not releasing these animals back into the wild or whatever the case would be. But, I mean, for me, you know, I think about when, well, for me, when my early days was David Attenborough and then became Steve Irwin. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you're, you're looking because you love this animal, you have a better appreciation for its environment yes. and wanting to go see its environment exactly, right? and, 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 and feel what it's like to be in the environment. Yeah. And if that environment is not there, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if you didn't have this animal, you may not have cared what the outback of Australia looks like. A hundred percent. And it's like. 
obviously this doesn't necessarily apply to me because I did go into the environmental field, but let's say I, I didn't, let's say I was just some unrelated non-environmentalist. If the fires that went through Australia happened and I didn't keep snakes, maybe it wouldn't have been so much in my mind, but all right. I was thinking about was, holy shit, how many, you know, Morelia right. and Aspidites and Aspids, how, how, what, are, what are these amazing things doing? And that is purely because of the connection that I have with them across the world in boxes in my room, you know, yeah. and I, obviously I, I donated to relief funds. I tried to find ways to help. Yeah. And, and that's the power of, of that's what conservation through keeping looks like in my opinion. Cause like you said, we're not yeah. going to go release them. Even if you did, they'd probably get eaten by a Molga real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. You know, it, so doesn't, it doesn't work all the time. Um, right. Yeah. It just, I think that people only protect things that they feel a connection to and that they, mm -hmm. uh, it, it takes effort to go out of your way to protect something that, you know, it takes, it takes an action mm -hmm. to do. And, and I don't think that we inherently, and this might be pessimistic, but I don't think we inherently tend to do that unless we feel some sort of bond or connection or at least respect. Yeah. yeah. It's like hunters, right? You know, like for a long time, my perception of hunters were like, well, they're killing animals. Right. Right. And like, okay, you may agree or disagree, whatever your, your, your take on hunting is or whatever. I mean, okay, whatever. Right. But besides <laughs> all that, you know, hunters want to conserve where they hunt. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. like just by being a hunter, you're probably more into conservation than the average person exactly. sitting on Facebook on their phone yeah. on their couch. Bass fishermen, um, and here well, in California, yeah. people that are like the largemouth bass fishermen, right? Like we had this yeah. this big project that the governor was trying to push through that would build two giant tunnels, send all the fresh water from the California Delta to LA, right? Because it's a desert and there shouldn't be a big city. Right. Uh, right. But <laughs> <laughs> that has not happened yet because of opposition from the sport fishing industry because it's one of the best right. fisheries in the, in the country, you know, right. that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of good right. old boys that might challenge me on climate change that still want to preserve that river. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> to right. your point, so you can find common ground right. with these things. Um, and, 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 you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm with you. We got to be I'm creative. Glad I don't have kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause I, I look at it as like, I tell my, my sisters all the time, you know, yeah. and say to them, I'm like, you have kids. I don't like when I'm done, yeah. it's done for me. You know, there's nobody else taking along the next generation of, of Eric's, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> this is it, you know? So it's, and I care more about it than you do. And I don't understand yeah. that. Like, I, I don't know. It's depressing. It's heavy. It's not fun to yeah. talk about. But if we don't sure. talk about it, then you know exactly where we're yes. headed. Yeah. yeah. And I must say that I've been late to the party was this, as far as field herping goes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But um, just being in the places that I've been, man, this planet is an amazing spot. Yes. You know? That's I mean, sure. And I don't know. You can get out there and appreciate it. Um, no matter where you are, you can have you can yeah. have fun looking for snakes. No matter where the hell you are, exactly. We did it in the or maybe not Alaska or birds <laughs> or whatever floats your boat. You know, there's something yeah. for you outside right. that will fulfill right. you in ways that the TV and and the video games and whatever you're doing will not. Right. I mean, we weren't finding like even when you're not finding snakes, you're still having a good time and enjoying the nature that's out there. I mean, like, come on, it's 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 fun. 
Yes, exactly. Yeah, and if it's not fun, I, I don't know what to tell you're you. Dead. You're <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dead. What are you living? Uh, you're you lost. I'm teetering the balance between like I for a long time I never understood the whole field herping thing, and that's like, you know, what, what, I don't I don't know I don't right. get it I don't like why. And then, like, you do it a couple times, and you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. It's all about now, it. I, now I understand. It's, it's yeah. the whole thing, man. It's not just finding the yeah. snake. It's the, the experience, the, the hunt, if you will. You know, exactly. you're just not killing the animal. You're just taking a picture of the animal at the end. Yeah, a lot of my days with, with the job that I work at now are, are long days monitoring construction projects. Um, sometimes uh-huh. I'm on sites for, like, 10 to 12 hours. Um, but they're usually in in pretty natural settings when you need a biologist on site you're usually somewhere where there are things that need to be protected right so <laughs> right. you know what what i've been doing to try to pass the time a lot of the time is well i i do listen to morelia python radio quite a bit it's how i've gotten nice. through a lot of the archives uh, hopefully my boss isn't listening we'll yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, are up. and anyway. uh, other than that i just try to find things you know like i have all day Wherever I am, whatever is there, I'm going to track it down, you know, whether it's salamanders or, or, you know, maybe all I see is a freaking pigeon, but I found that pigeon, it was missing toes. It made my day better. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, even just the, you know, I, I don't know about you, Owen, but like when we went to Australia with Keith, you know, one mm-hmm. of the things that I took away from that trip was my appreciation for other animals not that i didn't i just didn't appreciate them you know what i mean like it was like i'm so focused on trying to find a reptile yeah Yeah. you know it's like and then you know keith with the birds and owen with the mammals and he's like oh look at this and it does this and da 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 and smoky the wombat came out and talked to us you can always relate it to what you were interested in finding maybe just some some cool raptor and you're like i don't really like birds but I bet that eats one of the snakes I was looking for today. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. To have somebody enthusiastic, like, I would have just been like, oh, bird. And Keith's like, oh, it's a black cockatoo. I'm like, what? It, he's like, it's a black cockatoo. They're very rare. They do this, that. And I'm like, oh, oh, cool bird. Okay. Yeah, fancy like, bird. Right. Yeah, fancy bird. Like, yeah, it's, you know, it's like that having somebody's enthusiasm kind of spill over. Right is what's great and like i said there's not a lot of people who can do that and it and it's kind of good but that's why going on herb trips you want to make sure you're going with the right people otherwise you'll just want to wander off into the woods and never come (laughs) back or you know that's me i'm always alone in these projects exactly yeah so but no it's cool man i I must oh yeah go ahead i was gonna say you're in the bay area yes and this may be i may be dumb when i ask this question but I think of San Francisco garter snakes, oh, right? Oh, man. Yeah. Have you found any? I ever? have not. Uh, I will say one of my one of my good friends in my company, uh, has he's permitted for them. He has a, a, oh. a permit to handle um, and survey for San Francisco garters. Um, so I will definitely be hitting his line until he takes me to find one. <laughs> but no, wow. I, I haven't yet. Uh, Talk about they are hard to track snake. down, but the blues on that are are unlike anything else. Um, yeah, it's it's one of the snakes that people send me pictures of. What's this? Yeah. Like, is this photoshopped? Yeah, yeah. exactly that, and you know, white Looks lips. Like it's like one of Brian no, thumbnails. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think you might have to uh, visit that on Calubra Corner. Uh, there, oh yeah. Hey, 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 Owen! If you want to, if you want to try to. Uh, Talk to somebody with handling experience. I can get you the email. 
All right, we can do that. Wait, uh, hold on. No, I'll but, do it better yet. What? I'm going to throw this out there, Rob. Maybe <laughs> we'll do it on student in the circle. No, you can no, your fancy no. other snake. No, 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 Now we're there. fighting. And uh, now, they, now, now we're fighting now in front of the children. I forgot <laughs> to tell you guys, too. Starting tomorrow, I'm starting a new channel. It's called San Francisco Garter Snake Radio. Yeah. <laughs> there you I'm go. I'm so sorry. This is why we don't discuss things on air anymore. <laughs> we do it it's at like the weekly. No, that, that's oh. one that I really want to see. I'm also looking hard for rubber boas. Uh, I, they have nice. eluded me, but a lot of my friends have found them, or coworkers and friends, I should say. Um, again, a lot of my non-work friends hate snakes. Uh, <laughs> I, okay. I'm trying to find a freaking Pacific rattlesnake. I swear I'm the only one in the company that didn't find like five this year, and I'm probably the only one that wants to, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, isn't that always we, always, we talk to always those those field herping guys where it's like, I can't find this one snake, and every time I go online or yeah. there's Nipper who was like, swear to God, people are like, I found this coming off the plane. Exactly. Like, Son of I stepped out of my car, and there was a rattlesnake yeah. under it. Oh, four of them. It's like, uh, what? Yeah. yeah. So, the crew members too, when I'm on these projects, the crew members are always the one that's sort of like, Yeah, I saw that, you know, black and yellow and pink snake over there. I'm like, No, you did not. Like, where, where is it? Like, that's, the, that's that Alameda whip snake I'm looking for, yeah. you know. And, and then you're over there for like 20 minutes looking in a rock pile. Yeah, it's long gone. There. Those things are so fast. Yeah. yeah. They have the, okay. uh, yeah, anyway. Well, that's a good segue into, uh, I guess, the closing question. All right. Yeah. All right. We are, uh, uh, All right. So. If you could travel anywhere in the world and go herping, where would you want to go and what would you want to find? Yes, uh, probably pretty predictable. I'm easy on this one. I definitely would love to go to uh, the Alice Springs area, Northern Territory. Uh, nice. Go find some bread lie and I'd love to throw my my name in the hat to track down a Wilma. You know, it, it's my my odds are low, but they're exponentially higher if I try, right? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd probably yeah. need to go somewhere else to have a better shot at that. Um, I, I've heard like that eighty mile beach area is yeah. a better bet. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. Australia was supposed to be twenty twenty one. My sister and I were talking about going, but I don't know about mm. it. <laughs> Eric's holding on hope, but I hope. I'm praying. I'm praying. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah. Uh, the longer it delays, the more time I have to get my shit in order so that right. they don't go hunting the rough scale without me. Because uh, I'll never forgive them. My ticket is paid for. It's been... No, no, you know, go somewhere. It's a big continent. Go somewhere <laughs> right else. Right now, right no, now. Go somewhere else. Trip. We yeah. could have been on the trip this week right now. Oh, I man, know. that's brutal. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm getting the alerts right now, like for like. Oh, do you remember this last year? Yes, thank you, Facebook. I keep getting that with tour stuff, and it makes me <laughs> want to throw my phone into the wall. That doesn't hurt at all. Like, yeah, like, sit here. Oh, I used to have friends and go outside. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Damn you. Damn you, COVID. Facebook. Um, so, right. uh, if you could work with any reptile species yeah. without limitations of money, or availability, or legality, what would it be, and why? I, I, again, I'm easy on that one. I'm as cliche as it gets. It gotta be Bolins mm. for me. Um, really? I would absolutely love to do that, but I know that I have absolutely no business <laughs> even thinking about it for a long time, but You're like, I'm going to get a pair. It's like, no, yeah, it, like, everybody <laughs> has the right to smack me across the face and steal them and take them to Keith. If I ever do that. And I don't have the money to have, do it anyway, but you know, 
Answer the question, Bolin's. Yeah. Large Bolin eye. Say again. Sorry. Have you handled the large Bolin eye? I've never seen one in person. No. We don't have one hiding in the back at the vivarium. That's what he <laughs> likes to do. Like when you go over to his house, he goes, "Have you ever handled the bull and I?" I'm like, "Yeah, one once," and he just throws one at you, and you're like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> like it's like yeah. yeah. They're everything so, I love in a snake. It's not just the fact that that they are you know that hard to get ten thousand dollar for a pair animal mm-hmm. for me. Like if they were forty bucks, it's what I would want. You know, they kind of have yeah. that similar that similar vibe to. Uh, the bread lie in that they're big and bulky and they, they have that, that big head, but obviously very different as well. So anyway, they yeah. do it for me. I right. can't, like yeah. I can't wait for roughies to get below a hundred dollars. So I'll have all of them. Um, yes. So, yes. <laughs> um, so now if you could only work with one species from here on out, what would it be? Yeah. You know, it used to be a no brainer. It used to be bread mm-hmm. lie easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm leaning more towards a tie with the bread lie and the Womas right now. I just, I'm so Ooh. high on the Womas. And as soon as they get old enough to try to eat me, it'll probably go right back to, to bread lie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with bread lie for, for my namesake for Centralian okay. exotics. Um, okay. that would be, that would be the one. Yeah. Would be odd if Centralian exotics works primarily with Womas who'd be like, it close. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I mean, you're not right, but you're not wrong. Stretch it. Like, you know, we, he's not, he's close. So it's, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'll always have to keep uh, one, even just for that. You're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, who's, uh, uh, who is someone you look up to in the hobby? Yeah. Well, the, the first answer is definitely Nick. Nick Mutton, mm-hmm. um, for many reasons. Obviously, he wrote the book. Uh, I, I feel he does things the way that I aspire to do them. Um, but I really look up to him because of how open and willing he was to talk to a nobody like me um, yeah. and and go above and beyond to uh, give me one-on-one time in his ear. And, and, you know, he, look, he had every reason to say, this guy is a moron and I'm out. (laughs) You want to know the first thing I asked him was, and this, this is one of the most embarrassing things I can admit in my reptile career. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I I emailed him and I said, what would you think if I bought a female Brettles Python or sorry, a male Brettles Python and tried to breed it with my female granite Jack? I had no, I didn't and, know that. And he, and he responded. <laughs> and it was the best response he possibly could have, have done. I think that because would be it, stupid. It wasn't insulting. Okay. It was just yeah. brutally honest and it was long. He said, I have to, hi Lucas, thank you for the message. You know, I have to be completely <laughs> honest with you. I think that is a terrible idea. But he said, here's why. And I completely understood afterwards. Okay. You know, it's yeah. not that I was one of these, these guys that wants to make carp balls you know i just didn't know better nobody i hadn't had that conversation with anybody yet that oh this yeah. is a separate species here i don't want yeah. to cross this line um right and of course from there I, i've grown to not want to cross pretty much any lines but <laughs> you know <laughs> for that reason I, I really look up to nick i wouldn't be where i'm at with any of this without him i probably would still have corn snakes and uh i also very much look up to you guys honestly honestly i'm not just saying that because i'm here um your show is is uh, the greatest thing out there for anybody that wants to get into this. And I do not take you for granted. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So, Thanks, man. Very cool. Yeah. So 
Um, I guess the only other thing would be uh, how can people get in touch with you if they want to talk snakes, um, if they want to start up that uh, San Francisco Garters radio. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Which, unfortunately, because you did it here, it's now part of the Morelia Python Radio Network. That's right. Can't escape. It is episode yeah, one. No, yeah. I didn't find any. Yeah. Episode two. Where are two. they? <laughs> what to do episode when they do three? You. I'm switching to fence lizards. <laughs> but then it's like episode ten. I found one. Now what? <laughs> like, episode eleven <laughs> from federal prison. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, yeah, just kidding. I actually do. I, I did start a little podcast endeavor, like Eric mentioned, uh, Humans yeah, of Herpticulture. Um, I, I'm looking forward to doing more of that. Uh, I'm, I'm not able to do it much more regularly than probably once a month or so at this point, but we'll see where it goes. Um, uh, but cool. anyway, you can find me at, uh, Centralian, that's C-E-N-T-R-A-L-I-A-N, which I misspell frequently, underscore exotics on Instagram, Centralian underscore exotics, uh, Facebook at Centralian exotics or Lucas Lee, but I do not post any snake related stuff on the personal one. So there's no point. Um, <laughs> YouTube Centralian exotics, and I'm working on a website. It's under construction, uh, coming soon. And I, I would love to talk to anybody. There's, there's nothing I enjoy more than talking snakes. So feel free to reach out and yeah. Awesome. Ooh, absolutely. That's great. So, and that first yeah, episode, um, uh, if I may, just real quick, that first episode mm-hmm. where I talked to Nick about the the second edition of Complete Carpet Python, which right. I'm super excited about. That that can be found uh, on all the the podcast locations. Nice, cool. yeah. yeah. I didn't know. I didn't realize that it was a podcast, and I don't know how. <laughs> I didn't really I... either until I noticed that Zoom spit out the audio without the video too, and I was like, I can <laughs> post it. I can do both. Uh, <laughs> so, but that's great, man, because, you know, yeah, I'm sure you've heard me bitch about this before. Like, people say they have a podcast and it's on YouTube. I'm like, no, that's not, not a podcast. <laughs> that's yeah, a it's a YouTube show. Yeah. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping no, whenever awesome. I do new episodes of that, I'll be able to throw it up on both. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's it's better to see what we're talking about, but at least with the Nick episode, you didn't have to really see anything to know what was going on. I, I like put a picture of Watto from the Phantom Menace behind me at one point. And that was, <laughs> yeah. that was about the only part that you needed the video to understand why I'm like any, but yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was oh, anyway, God. <laughs> you would love that. Oh, and at the end they geek out about star. Wars. I mean, fire question totally. for, uh, what was it? Fire or uh, rapid fire. Yeah. Rapid, rapid fire. fire star Wars question. Done. Star Wars yeah. questions. Yeah. I, like I said, we, literally talked about it for an hour on one phone call and i had to get it in there that's part of you know mm. humans of herpticulture we all have such diverse backgrounds we're all such different people i would love to showcase personality as well as uh talk reptiles so yeah that's you know, what the funny thing is is that like you know there are people here that are rubbing elbows that would have never rubbed elbows anywhere in their lives exactly. like yeah, um, exactly yeah. that's that's great i can't wait to go to my first carpet fest once this pandemic chills yeah right yeah um it's funny though i was listening to that and i know he well i know he picked rogue one as the best yeah he did That's a hot take. yeah I, and like I was like one. okay i can go with that i can, I go, can go with that, with that. but I, can. Yep. I could totally relate to the empire strikes back that he said because that has been my favorite star wars <laughs> movie forever because yeah. i was too young when star wars came out because me and nick are the same age but when Empire Strikes Back came out, it was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. 
Like he's frozen in carbonite. What is going on? Exactly. Like, they're on the, yeah. <laughs> my dad did you it know. right for me. He he showed me four, five, six before he let me see any prequels. Um, Thank God. And for oh, you know, okay. for that yeah. reason, I consider myself a real Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah. And then go. I got to see Attack yeah. of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith and, and everything after that in theaters, which was pretty cool. But right. yeah. you know, obviously they're they're bad, but they're also great. You know, it's just yeah. you gotta yeah. lower your expectations well, and enjoy the the booms. <laughs> I yeah. thought uh, Nick made the comment. The other comment that I thought was great was that he said, um, he's like, Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, that's really true. Yeah. It, it is true. I mean, they, they only are, like Empire Strikes Back. The movie Everything comes out and when they're mad, it came out. They're, ha- they, they're <laughs> mad at coming out. It's They're mad it came out and they're mad at it for the rest of their lives. Yeah. If you admit you loved it, you're not really a Star Wars fan. So I have to ask before we jump off, what was your favorite, Lucas? And then I'm going to ask that one. What his? <laughs> okay, okay. So that's a that's a good one. I will say first that the objectively best Star Wars movie is right. Empire. There's no if ands or buts yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. But my favorite yeah. Star Wars movie with. All I admit fully, it's a bad movie. Is Revenge right. of the Sith? It just it is. Okay. It just is. I I don't. It, it's entertaining. It pulls the heartstrings. Yeah. You get to laugh at Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman's chemistry. What more do oh, you want? Or lack thereof. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but it, it's because I think I was at the perfect age to fall in love with a franchise when that was in theaters, and I got to see it you know, mm-hmm. multiple times. Gotcha. And I, I similar didn't to Yoda jumping around with a lightsaber. You know, like that was pretty great. I can think of like I thought in my head of that movie. Like I, I can I can get with you with that because it was all up until the very end. Like so, it's like yeah. your whole childhood you dreamed of what happened. I think that's why Rogue One is, oh, is probably so with me and yeah. Nick. Were probably you know what I mean? Because like right you yeah. wondered like right into- what happened to go into this, and then like you know you're seeing like the making of Darth Vader, and you're like the Vader scene in Rogue wow. One is the most satisfying <laughs> thing I've ever experienced. Oh yeah, because they made you oh, yeah. they made you wait. You didn't know it was coming. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) He just killed. And then it brings so much more meaning to when, in the beginning of A New Hope, they catch up to Princess Leia's ship, and she's like, I'm on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan. He's like, no, you're not. You're You're a liar. I just saw you fly away. (laughs) Like, I was standing in space. (laughs) I saw it happen. Like, Yeah, okay. So, I, I mean, I'll agree that, like, obviously on paper it's Empire, but as a kid, I always liked Return of the Jedi, and I'm not sure why. Because you're younger. It, yes. So I always liked, because I remember doing the whole thing where it was like a weekend where New Hope was on TV or something like that. So I watched that, and it was like my first time to actually comprehend. And then I remember Empire, but then like it was some weird thing where like they didn't have the rights, so it was like nothing after Jedi. They just did... <laughs> Like they didn't do Jedi, they just did New Hope again. Right. Where if you're ever watching TNT now and like Star Wars is on, you're like, oh, cool, it's the end of Empire. Next to Jedi, they're like, next Rogue One. No, 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 like, no, Wait, you're not you do them in order. Like, and they won't. This, I've written many letters, but nobody <laughs> <wrote one>. so, <laughs> help me, TNT. You're my only you channel. Like this. One, two, three, four, five, six. Like Eric was rambling about three, six, and ten earlier. I don't know what he was talking about, but you're the only one left. Like anyway. Can can I ask you guys after this too to give me your least favorites? I think it's equally important. 
I will. Um, I so I you know, I watched it and their dad went out and he rented it and then he brought it home. So it was the big finale to it all. So I definitely like Jedi over um, everything. And my least favorite one, Phantom Menace. <sighs> no, it'd be Rise of Skywalker. You know, because it just it was such a letdown. <laughs> just like it was. Uh, it was either, I'm sorry, no, not not Rise of Skywalker because they tried to course correct. It would be Last Jedi because it there was we go. Okay. a departure okay. and everything was so sideways and I didn't like the pacing and I didn't like what they were doing mm. with the characters where I understand everyone's main pissed offness with The Force Awakens was, oh, it's a repeat of everything. I'm like, yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> like it was, I was all right with it. It's okay. And I'm like, and now I'm interested to see where they go. And then they turned left and I'm like, no, no, you yes. went too far. Like it was so. Literally. Yeah. There was nothing left that mattered at the end of that movie. I didn't have any <laughs> questions. I, I just, I didn't care about anyone, especially after Carrie Fisher passed, you know, like <laughs> what attachment am I supposed to feel to any of you? <laughs> like, the mismatch that was, the 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 rise of Skywalker was like well you tried you failed but you tried. Did you see like, Daisy Ridley like exposed that she had like three different parents over the course of that movie? Like yeah. it wasn't even written. Yeah. They were just like eh, okay, eh. whatever. That feel good? No. All right. Well. Anyway, yeah, was, Eric, what, what was yours? What was yours? Phantom Menace. Okay. You, the one you hated or liked? Hated. Hated. Okay. He said not like the Nabu. No, well, that's... well, I think, yeah, I don't know. I couldn't get, like, I know it was, like, the setup movie, and you have to sort of have that setup movie, but, like, I don't know. I just, I it, maybe it was because it was the first Star Wars that didn't have, like, the characters that I was used to. Mm. That could be, like, my, you know what I mean? Like, right. I mean... That yeah. could be part of it. Um, well, now I just couldn't stand the way that little kid acted, man. <laughs> like, come well, on, man. Of, are you part of my angel? anger towards? <laughs> yeah, well, part of my anger towards God. the prequel, the but they kept jamming <laughs> old characters in there. Where I'm like, give me new people to care about. Like, yes. like, and yes. Chewbacca was there. No, he wasn't. Like, yeah. Was like, yeah. Now, now, would yeah. you agree though, Eric? With that in mind, and I, I, I hear you. Would you agree that Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor? were the bright spots that they tried so hard. Yeah. 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 That yeah, Obi-Wan, yeah. the prequels Obi-Wan is. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with the, uh, <laughs> I think, I think for me, it was the mix of the Jar Jar Binks thing and the, <laughs> the, you know, the whole, I guess if I'm being honest about my thoughts as I'm thinking about it, it's probably because there was no Han Solo. There was no, you know, yeah, like, just Star Wars is what I'm used to. And I, I guess because of it went out of order that so did way. did you like Solo? It? Yeah, I loved it. Okay, yeah, all right. It was a good movie. You got a lot of hate because of The Last Jedi. No, but then, like, so, like, The Mandalorian is yes. out, and I absolutely love it. And oh, there's great. no... And, like, and, and there's all new characters, yes. and they're giving me all this shit to care about because there's, like... Here's a new person. Isn't he cool? Yes, yes, he is. Yeah, I would like to watch it, more. It finally, <laughs> it finally plugged yeah. back into world building. Because you yes. can say what you will about George Lucas's dialogue writing abilities. The prequels, like, yeah. ass in world yes. building. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, and and the idea, see, 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 this is where I think probably <laughs> me and Nick have a different perspective, is like there wasn't anything like that. Like I, I don't know how to like to me, like when that came out, it was like it was groundbreaking. Yeah. You know Holy bones. Yeah. Are we about to do another like two hour podcast on, on Star Wars? Yeah, is this the longest <laughs> non-reptile segment yeah, in the history yeah, of FDR? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the first one ever. The closing questions, too. Jesus. Uh, you're gonna have to add in that Star Wars question, Owen. <laughs> it takes us into a whole nother woo. We go. Yeah, I hope that was okay, guys. Sorry. Oh no, 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 no. I love it. That's cool. great. Cool. Problem is, is that I'm going to be here till like 1 a.m. Going like, and the problem is, <laughs> is that the midichlorian count is wrong. Like, and that's well, not he okay. R two D two. Remember Obi Wan. Exactly. <laughs> I just feel good. Memory. <laughs> no, they didn't. I just feel good being able to. So our whole trips. Well, not so the whole Texas trip was Simpsons references. And like, <laughs> I know some of the Simpsons, no, but I don't know with, all of them like these guys did. And I'm just sort of like left out that, here that and left here. Is Rob and I would just be in the middle of nowhere and I would just spout out a Simpsons quote and he would respond with one. Yeah. And then we kind of started it again in Texas, but then Justin Trulander jumped on it. Oh, and yeah. he knew more. So it was the three of us. And Eric's just like, I, oh. I, I, it's yeah. brutal I've been watching now, buddy. I, I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like now I have something I can actually talk yeah. about. And, yeah. Well, you know, you know, but anyway, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. give me the Obi Wan yeah. series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, was it Mandalorian <laughs> comes back at the end of October? So we need something, guys. We need something. Yeah, yeah I need something. Yeah. Yeah, because 2020 sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! It, uh, it does. Hey, this is probably top five highlights for my 2020. Thanks for having me. Seriously. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Dude. yeah. I've talked to Eric a little bit on Facebook, the, uh... but it's good to meet you, Owen. Yeah. yeah. Well, to have you come back and uh, after you get some success with that, you Life, that yeah. Yeah. or if everything fails miserably, I'd love to talk about why. Even <laughs> yeah, even more. We Take can do that. that. Absolutely. I'd, yeah. I'd love to come back anytime, guys. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right, Owen, let's close it out and uh, yes. we'll get the heck out of here. Do the thing with the other thing and the, the thing. things with the things. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. So for us, as always, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, you can subscribe to whatever podcast app you use. Um, and um, if you want to go back to the archives, you can blog talk radio.com slash Morelia Python radio. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, um, our group Morelia Pick of the Week. Our website is moreliapythonradio.com. Um, if you want to see the calendar contest winners over on our blog, you can check them out there. Congratulations to everybody. I think I have all the pictures except the diamond python picture. Oh, so what the hell? I get that. I actually am going to try to see if I can upload it without that and get those calendars going. Um, and then we will have them for sale uh, pretty soon. Um, yep. so, and I think, uh, I think it's a pretty good mix. Uh, although we didn't, we didn't pick, uh, the right bread lie, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, all, I'm sure all respect to, to Dr. Wyman. Yeah. I think the, the yeah. setting in his picture deserved to win for sure. I just think that, that yeah. mine might've had a little more color. <laughs> no, it did. I'm just, I I'm just messing around. But I, was around. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Anyway, um, but yeah, this, so uh, so if you want, uh, check out the. Uh, stay tuned for that. Probably on the Facebook page is where we're going to announce it first. So. Right. Um, 
So usually, I think it's uh, what was it like two week turnaround, something like that. As soon as I get, them I, in, I never know. I just know we never get them in time. No, it's a two week turnaround, something okay. like that. So hopefully by the end of uh, this week, I'll have all the stuff, get it together, and we'll have them probably by the end of October, which is perfect. Um, we'll get them for sale. Probably be sold on the website, I guess, because we can't put the it perfect on the Thanksgiving gift. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't even so, know if we're having Thanksgiving. There's a shortage yeah, on turkey. Just stop. Just stop First it. there was paper towels. Now it's turkeys. I'm telling stop you, it. stock up on pepper. Pepper. Pepper's short. Why I'm pepper? telling you now. Why pepper? I have no idea, Owen. Why? I'm, pe- why? I'm why giving pepper? you the inside. Well, same reason why I asked why toilet paper was in such high demand uh, a month what ago. Is, like, what, like, all of a sudden, we're now in like the 1400s where um, pepper's going to start wars? Like, what the hell is this crap? It could. It could. I'm telling you, pepper, red, black, whatever I flavor quit. you I choose. Quit. I quit. I quit. That's <laughs> Try it. cough drops, people. Like, if you're going to binge something, like, yeah, right? Uh, sorry. Right. I'm giving you the inside source, man. The inside pepper. source from the, uh, from the world of uh, food business. Um, yeah, you know, Bartok's so, going to feed a turkey to a retic. <laughs> They're going to be in short demand too. I'm telling you, stock up. Turkeys or turkeys now. Turkeys. We got some Owen's house short demand. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're gonna go down to one real quick. Right. <laughs> if Jim can figure out how to barbecue it, we might be. <laughs> and like you know, dude, the, the thing breaks the glass, and the ne- and the the noise was deafening. And if you remember correctly, he didn't hear it last time he was here watching the animals. <laughs> Good point, Owen. Uh, are you serious? You better put that on the airing of grievances. <laughs> I intend to. Apparently Speaking he of that, uh, yes. I think our next up soon. episode is our anniversary and, show. No, yeah. I'm not emotionally prepared. Oh, to go you better get prepared, bro. Fuck. I think of a lot of it, though, this year is me. <laughs> I think we're in that time this, of, time of our uh, history yes. where it was me that made a lot of idiotic... Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I got some gems in there. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we should be doing that soon. Um, Cool. So, yeah. And then uh, check out our Teespring store. Yes. um, For uh, NPR merch. And uh, for myself, E.B. Morelia. My website's ebmorelia.com. And my email is eric at ebmorelia.com. Facebook, Instagram. And that's all I got. Cool. Uh, also, go check out the other shows on the Morelia Python Radio oh, yeah, Network. I forgot about that. Duh. God damn it. Um, Collier Brick Corner and Student of the Serpent. Uh, also, Carpet Cliff Notes, because I think a new episode of that just dropped today. So uh, we'll be posting up also on Instagram. Uh, make sure you give a like over to Collier Brick Corner over on Instagram. Uh, we're going to be posting up the stuff over there. Uh, new episode announcements as well as the... Um, pictures of the animals that we're talking about. Um, and then I think we're going to start bridging that over with the NPR network uh, Instagram. Once I get those logins from somebody. <laughs> so, the thing, though, yeah. With the NPR thing, it's tied uh, to my EB Morelia thing. So we might oh, have God, to start a whole, new, uh, a whole new one. All right. I'll get Riley NPR network. So I'll get Riley on it. Don't worry. Chip right. drop. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm too old for Instagram. Yes, I know. I can't, I'm, fixing I'm fixing it. I can't I'm do it. it. I can help you with that it. one too if you'd like. It, that, we may talk Hold later. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, all right. So uh, for I'll give you me, two inlands for. I don't have any Ooh. inlands. So, yep. <laughs> Eric will pay you with snakes. So, yeah. all right. So for me, you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. Also, rogue-reptiles on facebook.com. 
and Instagram is rogue underscore reptiles. Um, yeah, dude, I'm running low on babies right now. You know, I started people been buying shit up. So if you're one of those people that's like, I'll wait, don't <laughs> like it's, I can't, I cannot guarantee the thing that you're waiting for will be here. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah. Uh, also this weekend is the Hamburg reptile show in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. I will be there. There are rumors that Eric will be there. So, uh, if you do see, if you do see us, please leave us be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> please don't bother us. Don't bother us with your pettiness. Like, no, please come up, talk, do whatever. So. Somebody, give, somebody give the best Jar Jar impression for Eric. Yeah, <laughs> best thing you can do. He loves it. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, so dear. That's all for us today. So we'll say thank you all for listening. And we'll catch everybody back here for next week for some more Morelia Python Radio. Good night.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.